What up, it's the Friday Night Delight, FKA John Morrison, and you're listening to Markin' Out. This is Markin' Out. Pro wrestling song from pro wrestling fans, we Markin' Out, y'all. Follow on Twitter. Pro wrestling song from pro wrestling fans, we Markin' Out, y'all. Markin' Out. Pro wrestling song from pro wrestling fans, we Markin' Out, y'all. Spreadin' like this Pro wrestling song from pro wrestling fans, we Markin' Out, y'all. We're Markin' Out. Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to a brand new episode of Marking Out Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. This is episode number 236, and it has been a long week in the world of professional wrestling. That's so stupid. I don't know why we well, say that. Well, it's still seven days. Yeah, it's not, nothing's longer than ever. But, yeah, it's still uh, the same as last week and the week before that. A lot of anticipation, I guess I should say, for the upcoming weeks or week. But I am one of your hosts, Brandon. You can follow me on Twitter at BTTG161. I am also joined by Dave. You can follow him on Twitter at DaveTheRave underscore MO. And before I forget, ProWrestlingTees.com slash out. There are two t-shirts there you can pick up if you'd like. Not if you'd like, you should pick up, but yes, and as you said, follow me on Twitter at DaveTheRave underscore MO. Also, go like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash out. because I always think that the Facebook gets neglected by the fans, and I feel like that's a, really the best opportunity and best way to uh, speak to us and speak to each other. I mean, on Twitter, you're so limited with your characters and everything, but whatever. Uh, so how was your week? It was good. Yeah, well, what happened? Uh, not much. I went, uh, last night, went and saw Van Halen. Oh, was, yeah? How was that? It was, I mean, the band was good. Uh-huh. David what Lee about Roth. The leads, yeah, leads David Lee Roth was, eh. But it was, I mean, it, I expected that. Yeah, he's not what he used to be. And it's, it's funny because you watch him on television and how was he with, like, throwing his kicks and stuff? Dude, I did not know he was, like, that flamboyant. Yeah, he's completely, like, throwing his kicks and... He, like, there's literally, there's, there. there's literally, like, a dance floor that they set up for him to, like, slide and yeah. dance Some, on. And sometimes twirl. it seemed like when I was seeing him on Jimmy Kimmel and stuff, it looked like he was just... Oh, he was trying too hard with, like, his kicks and everything. Like, it'd be, like, every other second he'd be trying to throw a kick, like a high kick. And I was just like, all right, take it back a little bit. You're doing that way too much. Well, I guess that's like your one chance to shine. You're on TV in front of millions, so. I mean, was he like that in concert? Was he trying to do that a lot? I mean, it wasn't. I, yeah, I mean, there was a ton of kicks. He said himself that he has ADHD or something. So, so maybe yeah. that's like he tries to like occupy himself with things like that. But I don't know. Uh, it's he, unfortunate he, with all of their how they all pretty much have uh, egos and attitudes towards each other, especially with uh, Michael Anthony and all of them. He was dropping a lot of uh, Matitude followers last night, though. Matitude? Yeah, you know what you MFers. What are you kidding me? Oh, unbelievable! Gotcha. <laughs> Not really. Are don't you kidding me? MF. Yeah, no, I got you. But I don't understand the matitude. Because that's what he used to say. All my MFers. All my matitude followers. Oh, I didn't. Huh. Unbelievable. Um, Yeah, so who who was their opener again? Uh, It was Kenny Wayne Shepard. 
Any good? Yeah, it was good. Alright. I got to hear uh, Voodoo Child, Slight Return. That's which is, cool. Which is Hulk Hogan's old theme song, if anybody's course. Of course. Of course. Now, I, I don't know. I'm probably one of the only people out there, but current day, I, I would rather see Sammy Hagar uh, with Van Halen as opposed to David Lee Roth, just because of the way that David, uh, David Lee Roth sounds. And I'm not, I don't know. I've always been a fan of Sammy Hagar with uh, Van Halen as well. I mean, I feel like they're both very different uh, types of music, but I'm, I'm just a fan of Van Halen in uh, general, overall, no matter who the lead singer is. As long as it's not David Lee Roth when you see him. Well, see yeah, him. current day. I mean, back in the 70s, 80s, those were, like, good times. That's the thing. Like, I, I could picture paying. Like, I, I didn't – I ended up getting a ticket last minute for free from somebody pulled out from Must going. Must be nice. Must be nice. I mean, it was somebody pulled out, so I, I went. And uh, I can't imagine paying more than 50 to see them. Yeah, that's the unfortunate thing, though, because like a lot of these concert venues, and they just get a little bit greedy. Like the only reason why ticket prices are so much is because it's kind of their comeback, and who knows how many more times you're going to get a chance to see them. But it's not really a comeback. I mean, they toured. When was the last tour? Did they tour in '09 or no? No, it's and been it a while. Two, because I mean, like 2007, I, think, I know they had a tour. Yeah, but I think it got it ended uh, abruptly. Like I think they got into an argument, and then that was the end of the tour. It it looked like Eddie Van Halen was just like smiling through everything. Like it's always funny. I, like I, I watch as if he was just like I want this guy away from me. I don't. Yeah, want, I don't want. It's him it's like so awkward to watch like David Lee Roth go up right up to Eddie Van Halen <laughs> and start like singing to him, and then Eddie's yeah. just like playing his guitar, and you could like read his mind, and it's like. Go away. Go like to Eddie, the opposite side of the stage. Like Eddie is sitting there being awesome as always, killing it on the guitar, and David Lee Roth is just like dancing around him, singing <laughs> to him, and he's just like smiling ear to ear, like looking like I don't wanna I don't wanna do this yeah. in front of you. It's but. pretty it's pretty cool. Like like with everything that's going on with the rest of the band, how I think Eddie Van Halen insulted Michael Anthony. Saying how Michael Anthony didn't know how to play until who's, who's Michael Anthony? I think he was their former bassist. Oh, and now it's the yeah. Now it's his, Wolfgang. That's his kid, right? Yeah. Who was so, the drummer? Is that? That's uh, also a Van Halen, right? Yeah, that's uh, uh, what is it? Eddie and oh, it's not man. Rob, right? No, I couldn't I, think of the kid's name or the guy's name. He's really I old. forgot. <laughs> I forgot his name. It's funny at one. point. I know what he looks like though. Yeah. But, um, yeah. It's funny. But, at one point, they were uh, Van Halen was talking. He goes, oh, I came to Greenwich Village in, in 1961 or whatever. And somebody goes, you're old. And he goes, what's that? And they're like, you're old. <laughs> and he goes, yeah. I mean, that was a long time ago. I am old. But I'm the, the most, I don't know, he said something like 60-year-old badass MF or something like that. Yeah. It's they who put out Sammy Hagar put out a rant video about Eddie and stuff with that Michael Anthony saying how Michael Anthony is the nicest guy ever and that's complete crap that he taught him how to do that and for him to bash him like that is unprofessional and he should be ashamed of himself because this guy did nothing wrong so there's still so much like Wait, what was said and, what was said though that 
Eddie Van Halen said how oh. Michael Anthony didn't know how to play anything until he showed, he taught him. Yeah, but and there's nothing wrong Sammy with Hague, saying that. No, but he was pretty much saying that he knew nothing at all, that he was pretty much just a, a follower of Eddie Van Halen, like he was his leader. Oh, I mean, and so Sammy Hagar completely argued for Michael Anthony. And it's just, there's so much, it's like little kids arguing with each other, especially. So who it's hates like who? Same thing with like, I think, isn't Guns N' Roses kind of the same way? I guess, with Slash and Axel. Yeah, it's, they're so stupid at times how so many like huge bands end up getting into so many arguments with each other. And it's just over, it could be over the smallest, tiny, tiniest like comment or something. And it's just yeah, like, well, I mean, grow up. I mean, even bigger than them, I guess, like Simon and Garfunkel. But, I mean, they've kind of performed together in the recent-ish years. But mm. they refuse. Paul Simon, I guess, absolutely refuses to tour with him. Huh. So. That's interesting. I mean, it seems that way, at least. Because, I mean, the last time that I think they played together was 2009. That might be a little incorrect. But I think the last show that they did was the... 25th anniversary of the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame concerts. And since then, Paul Simon's toured with Sting, and Art Garfunkel's just been on the road by himself. And Garfunkel says that he's 100% wants to tour with Paul, but he's too busy for him. Someone must be short of cash. For what? Garfunkel. No, he, I don't. He just definitely, <laughs> definitely does not need to tour. That dude yeah. is definitely like a multi millionaire. Same thing with Paul Simon, but. And both deserving, well deserving. But you just you you, you want to get out there. I mean, Art Garfunkel was out for a few years due to vocal cord injury. So the and he's first like first finally coming back now. Mm-hmm. But uh, so that's cool. And uh, I think even don't they do the Kinks hate each other too? I don't know. Ray there's, and there's, Dave. I mean. There's so many bands that are having issues with each other. Like, and, and they're, they're going forever. They're brothers, too. It's like, yeah. I wish they would just get back together and tour. Um, I don't know. Anything else to discuss? Uh, I'm, I, I'm back. I've made my return to the Albany area. Um, I don't know. Yeah, I've, That's really... Yeah, you asked me to go to the beach, and I, I went, and right before you showed up, I sliced my whole finger open. Yeah, yeah, while I was home, we went to the beach and everything. Um, all right. A very, so, very rare appearance for Brandon there, huh? Yeah, twice. I was surprised. <laughs> yeah, twice, twice. In, a, in a month yet. Yeah. Twice in a month span, yeah. I was very surprised. Normally, I don't go to the fun. beach. Normally, I don't go to the beach unless the, the lights are out. And I got a, I got to say, we when we went with Andrew, that was really a lot of fun. Yeah, because we sat there ribbing people. <laughs> I mean, when we, when we went the other time, we were probably there for like a half hour, maybe. A half hour? More like I mean, 10 minutes or something. Yeah. Like, I went to the ocean, I got out, we were like, alright, I'm good, let's go. But when we went with Andrew, we were just ripping on everyone, and that was just too funny. Then you with you versus the umbrella was pretty... Uh, yeah, pretty- I don't understand that. Tommy Bahama's umbrella is supposed <laughs> to twist right into the sand... At, at one point, it's supposed to go to a red line. Definitely wasn't going further. And then it attacked your foot. <laughs> oh, yeah. I got no, cut open. Think? My leg got cut open. Some luck <laughs> on that day. Yeah. All right. So our weeks were well. Hope <laughs> your U.S. listeners, everything is going well with you. Uh, I think school may be starting up soonish. 
So hope everyone's uh, enjoying the rest of the summer. It's funny. I uh, entered to win tickets to uh, Van Halen for Saturday's show. Uh-huh. Before I got this. But uh, I don't know if I'll win because they notify you, like, I think, like, 24 hours before the oh, show. Yeah. But um, I kind of wish I put into to get Motley Crue and Alice Cooper tickets yeah, instead. Didn't you say recently that you had an opportunity to go to Motley Crue and you didn't? No, or I no? said I could try and win tickets. Oh, but you... Yeah, honestly, I would go to see them just to see... But I only uh, know girls, girls, girls. I don't know if uh, I know any other Motley Crue You definitely, I, I'll give you $5. You definitely know more than one song. So you just have to put on like... <laughs> <laughs> what, put, what kind of saying is that? I'll give you $5? No, I mean, like if you... Uh, <laughs> like, uh, I, I'll bet you, like... And then I only know School's do. Out for the Summer. No, you definitely know more than... I mean, Alice Cooper, maybe you know. But I definitely know you know more Motley Crue. I don't know, man. There's so many wrestling th- wrestlers theme songs that you've heard. Is uh, well, I should say that they would actually play then, but I don't know. Yeah, I, like, I, maybe I just don't know by the titles. But uh, yeah, does just, is Alice Cooper with the original band, or does that not I don't, tour anymore? I don't know. I've always wanted to see Alice Cooper though, because he's like the ultimate showman. I I, I love like I would love to read a book by him. Like, the guy is a legit genius. You say that way too often, and I don't really? ever understand that. Like, oh, I yeah. I, would, I don't remember, but I remember just completely I don't think laughing. I've ever said that I completely, no, you 100% because I remember laughing when you said it because you go, oh, this person's so interesting. I would love to read a book by them, and I don't understand that please next time i say it just point it out or write down when if i, I even, say it, if i even remember to i, I mean know. recently the only time i may have said that is i was reading a, i was watching tv a tv show about uh what was it the book oh it was called like secrets of america or book book of secrets america or something like that on the book history network i think national treasure no 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 it, it was a tv show and they were talking about fbi the FBI and how there was an FBI agent that was double that he was giving up uh, information to Russia, the double agents and everything. And I may have said that I wanted I would read a book in regards to that, but I don't know. You're like, uh, damn, that girl is so fine. I would read a book by her. <laughs> <laughs> so, all right, where do you want to kick off everything? Moving wanna... on to some to a question, I guess, or a comment here from Jasmine. Jasmine saying, "See, you do that. I always do that." Uh, what's up, guys? I don't know why I did the. Uh, what's, <laughs> <up? laughs> uh, what's up, guys? Yeah, what's up, guys? Keep up the great work on the podcast. I completely agree that the fan voting on Tough Enough sucks. I understand that they want it to be interactive and all that, but for this kind of show, I don't think that fan voting is a good idea. The fan voting kind of makes it uh, to be a popularity contest. The Periscope thing is all right for the interactivity, but the fan voting just doesn't go, even if it is rigged. However, I don't worry much about contestants that have been eliminated and are still motivated to become a pro wrestler. I just saw Patrick this, this past weekend, and he had a fantastic match against David Starr and Leo Rush. The indie scene is very much alive, and if eliminated contestants really want it, 
they can pursue their dreams by starting there. I have a feeling that WWE, or I don't know what, son of a... I have a feeling that we'll be seeing one or two of them on WWE's roster in the future. Thanks again for doing what you do. Keep at it. At Reverse Enemsage. It's funny that I read Wheel as WWE. <laughs> yeah, I don't get that. Alright, so w we're... Double double E? No, it's because the W and then the E, but... Yeah. Alright, so uh, with the voting, yeah, it's com completely absurd. I mean, I understand, the same as you, how they do want to interact with the fans. It's a great way to get people on Twitter. And they're really trying to hype uh, tough enough. And it seems like but, this cast, but like even more so, this cast is probably gonna be the most famous cast. I'll, I'll yeah, because a lot of them are already exposing them with Twitter and everything like that. Even like yeah, I mean weekly, the bottom three are like trending yeah. topics, and they do have a lot of a lot of these uh, people do have ta uh, talent that under their training they can become someone. I mean, all of these people, look at Patrick, Daria, Mata, uh, Josh, Tanner, Amanda, um, Sarah Lee. Like, they can become someone. Uh, and we already know all of their names. So now they just have to build but it, it's funny. It's funny, though, because go back to season one, I feel like I knew all their names because it was I, a reality show. That, that happens every season when I watch Real World. It's like... Oh, I know this person, I know that person, and it's like, uh, now I can't name one person. I know, I, I, I agree with you. I mean, look at us with, uh, what is that show, the CMT show, Redneck Island, was that what we watched? Yeah, I can't name be, anybody now. Exactly. I mean, I cannot, I don't remember any of them, but we, at the time, we knew all of them. Bubba, was Bubba one of them? No. <laughs> Definitely not? Wait, Bubba. That sounds was like it would be one of them. Bad guy? I don't know. I don't remember. I know there was that annoying blonde one that everyone hated. Amanda? No. Megan? Megan. <laughs> oh, yeah, Megan. Megan? I think. But that's just <laughs> one season. Like, if you, you can't go back more than one season. No, uh, you definitely can't. I, I know um, I know. Stone Cold Steve Austin and, was it, Jesse? Jesse, oh, she's married to someone on the Jets. Drecker? No. Her last name's not Drecker? Decker. Decker. Decker, okay. Decker. Um... Yeah, but with this cast and everything, I feel like they have to, for next season, if they do do another next season, that they have to figure out a better way to go about the voting. Because a lot of the th th things that it's kind of messed up that the, the competitions don't matter too much because you could still win a competition. or And it depends on like the fans. There, there, should, there should be some sort of immunity thing, but then that would make the, the – sh that could make the show longer than they want it to be. Yeah, I do think that there needs to be some sort of an immunity. Or if like the the fans voting counted as like twenty five percent, and then you had the the judges and the yeah. trainers I, count as. I'd rather 75. the trainers like Stone Cold. Like I'd rather it's a little bit less. Uh, what do a you little mean, like more... Stone Cold? He has nothing to do with the show. Do you mean no with the last one? Oh well, last, where like he would just be in the ring and be like, "You're eliminated." Or in like going face to face with them. Your favorite match is Molina versus Alicia like, Fox. You're eliminated. Yeah, but I feel like see that's that like from last ever, season. We that's the only one we can name is Cameron. She's the only person we can name. Yeah, but I feel like it's less predictable when that happens as opposed to leaving it up to the fans. I feel like it's kind of predictable. Yeah, because we don't know who's going home, 
And we don't know how scripted that was. Right, but we don't know how scripted that was. No, I'm sure. I'm sure. Usually, with reality shows such as Tough Enough, they have a good grip on what's going on and what they know what's going to sell. It seemed like seasons one through three were more. It was because it aired on MTV, so that seemed more like. I was more of a fan of those. It's but it seemed more like a, a a Tough Enough. Like a, an MTV produced show yeah. rather than a WWE show that's, where that's, where uh-huh. the contestants would do what they're doing in the ring. They would show yeah. them bumping, doing drills and stuff. And then, oh, I don't know if like I miss my family. Oh, I don't want really want to be here. I'm going to leave. Oh, I'm going to leave. I'm going to leave. Oh, I'm going to make out with this person. Want to go in the hot tub. Well, like, I mean, that happened on two weeks ago's episode. Yeah, I know. But, but I, feel they like, didn't. I feel like, hold on. I feel like. That I'm a lot more intrigued with watching because they show all, so much of what they're going through. While this season, I feel like we're not getting a full uh, glimpse of what they're going through. It feels like we're like, only really getting like 15 minutes of seeing what's maybe, happening. Maybe maybe like 10 minutes of yeah. no five minutes of like in ring stuff. 10 minutes of if, outside if, the ring stuff. If even a challenge, and then the rest of the show is panel. Yeah, because that everything else, like you don't get to see them really interacting back, like at the house or anything. You see maybe like two, like from commercial to commercial, you'll have maybe one or two segments of them in the actual uh, barracks. But then outside of that, like you said, it's like panel and stuff. And I feel like I want to see more of their interactions in the house and everything. Like the show could be. Uh, oh, well, but then again, I feel like, like this is. With this season, like how this past episode, they had Chris Jericho come over with uh, and drink with them. They didn't show any of that. I was going to say that I think the show should be two hours, but it's also a weekly produced television I, show. I don't know if they would be able to uh, grip people for an entire two hours. Well, I, well, I, I feel like that would be very difficult. But but you know what I mean? Like I want to see Tanner taking shots with Chris Jericho. Maybe an hour and a half long, just because. Like, just when because you, when we saw, yeah, no, I like, would like would to see that, that stuff. Right? Like yeah. I want to see that background stuff. Like I don't want to see them. Oh, we're gonna drink this next morning. But I say, um, like, because the old episodes were a half hour long with a lot of the reality based stuff, yeah. As opposed to this, which is an hour long with like five minutes of reality based stuff. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. Call me crazy, but I want to see more. I want to see more of the reality aspect as opposed to the panels. And uh, I mean, once they go to the panels, like, and they're done showing all the past clips, that, like you said before, it takes like fifteen. They take fifteen to. Uh, 25 minutes just doing the breaking down like who do you want to send home what do you have to say about this person and that person who do you think should be home you're going home let's go to the panel let's do this see the voting it's a half hour of itself we might as well start talking about tough enough all right oh and jasmine i hope that you enjoyed that uh, uh i'm assuming that you went well i know obviously you went to marvelous uh, pro so usa Hope you enjoyed your time. We're going to cover that a little bit later on. Um, if you ever go to any future ones, just give us a heads up. Let us know what some of the results, if we can't find them, or if you see a match that you think we should definitely uh, try to check out, give us a heads up. I'm sure that Marvelous Pro So USA was a great event. It was a debut event. And, um, yeah, keep on listening. Thanks. All right, so you want to go into Tough Enough?
Yeah, might as well. We just covered it, so. All right. Um, so the bottom three mm-hmm. came down to who this week? Was it? It was Sarah Lee. Wait. Yes, it was Sarah, Sarah Lee. Sarah Lee. Uh, uh, Gigi. And Tanner? Yeah, Tanner. Tanner, right. Yeah, and Tanner. Um, obviously, I... You know, Sarah Lee. Whenever she's gonna be in the bottom three, just like Zizi, they're not going home, and that's what that's one aspect I don't like. That's the predictable aspect. Like I don't like to know that oh they're in there. That's okay. They're safe. I don't like that. I mean, it's pretty safe. I would say that they're gonna win. Yeah, I. And to be honest, like I, I really think Amanda is deserving to win. And I think Sarah Lee is as well, but I think Amanda has just a little bit of an edge when it comes to promo in the ring ability. I think she has a little bit of an edge over Sarah Lee, but I mean, Sarah Lee is a fan favorite too. Amanda is going more of that heel-ish on the reality show, how she doesn't really care about not being the fan favorite. She knows she's the best, but um, what else do you, what else is there to really say about this week? Georgia was eliminated. She's going back to Australia. Yeah, she says that she's not done with the comp with uh, uh, WWE. She's still going to try to make it into there. And that's the thing, though. It's like I said it week after week. Hopefully, it's not just the two winners that, or hopefully, the two winners make it in WWE. First of all, so this is what. And I'm second gonna... of all, hopefully, it's not just the two winners that make it in WWE. Yeah. So this is my thought with everything. Is there anything else to mention with this episode or no? Not no, really. Not really, no. All right. So I think it would be really cool. And I don't – it's never been done before. But if – I think like on the awards show, on the ceremony, even though it's it – Kind of marky? Yeah. But <laughs> all right. So have you Sarah You were going to say ripping off something? No. Have Sarah Lee win. Like she's probably going to win. But if she wins, have Amanda attack her on the podium. I mean, and then have like security just grab her and escort her out, and then you could play that into future into future storylines whenever Sarah Lee yeah, does make it. Nobody's gonna remember that in a year. Yeah, but it's still something to build off of. I mean, if That's... you show a if you show a clip, and then you could even or you could have her attack uh, uh, from as being a fan in the audience, have her attack, That's or even do this with the men too, there. like have like. Tanner attack Josh or something like that. Like I think that attacking the winner is kind of a cool aspect, and they haven't really done anything like that. That's like a forgotten, like what is going on right now type of thing. Where like Dean Ambrose getting in the face of Mick Foley at WrestleMania 28. Oh, that was they did not. They should have played up on that big time. That was but that got Dean Ambrose's name out there big a lot. Uh, at the time, like, well, like it knew did him, nothing but not, with him. Yeah, it did nothing with him, unfortunately. All right, so that's enough of tough enough, right? Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, you want to talk about TNA Impact? Because uh, figure we have a pay per view, right? And no. all that coming up? No, no, we don't. All right, so it doesn't really matter where we go. You want to just go with Independence? Mm, really? Yeah, we'll end with Monday Night Raw and SmackDown. Okay. Let's, yeah, why let's not? Go to the independent side of professional wrestling. 
All right. So some, some results coming at you from this past Thursday. Yeah, I want to say, or not this past Thursday, and it was Sunday, I guess. Yeah, they had the uh, Impact Wrestling TNA versus Global Force Wrestling. Wait, what? What are you talking about? What do you mean? I thought we were talking about CZW. Oh, I thought you. When you mentioned Thursday, I thought you were talking about. Oh, I guess it's on Wednesday, anyways, right? Or no? When's TNA? Wednesdays. Oh, all right. So let's go to CZW. CZW Retribution took place. You had a ton of matches. Tim Dunst defended his uh, CCW Wire Championship against Frankie Picard and retained. Uh, Iroha. I assume that's how you're going to say yeah, it. Yeah, Iroha. And Penelope Ford teamed up and took on and defeated Brittany Blake and Sumi Sakai. Yeah, this was the Marvelous Peroso USA Showcase. You also had uh, Sozio, the former leader of the front, Defeating Ryan Gallione in a five in a, to get five minutes alone with Trooper uh, Audubon, and if Sozio defeated Trooper Audubon in that match, then the front would be disbanded. Sozio successfully defeated Trooper Audubon, and the front is done. No more. You saw JT Dunn defeat Joey Janela, and uh, after the match, David Starr came out and uh, attacked. JT Dunn. Yeah, so it's I guess that's going to continue to be a feud with Star and Dunn. Uh, you had Matt Tremont defeat Pepper Parks alongside Cherry, uh, Pepper Parks with Cherry Bomb in a Voorhees street fight. Following the match, Tremont called out the CCW champion Black G's, offering him uh, his entire paycheck for the night for the match and. Pretty much because of Black Jesus' group being disbanded. Yeah. You want to take it? You could. All right. So this led into the main event. Matt, uh, kind of an impromptu main event. Matt Tremont defeated Black Jesus to become the new CZW world champion. While the entire roster made their way to the ring to celebrate with uh, Matt Tremont, Nick Gage came on out, started taunting uh, Matt Tremont, and it looks like in the future we're going to see Nick Gage versus Matt Tremont, possibly at their next event uh, on September 12th. It is CZW alongside WSU doubleheader in Voorheesville, New Jersey. Yeah. Uh, we also had Marvelous Pura Sue USA take place. Uh, Patrick Clark picked up the victory against Leo Rush and David Starr. That was Patrick Clark's first match, I believe, right? Yeah, that's his state, his first match after Tough, Tough Enough. enough yeah. He's got to work on that ring attire, though. Yeah, but I feel like that's a lot of people. Like, I mean, I, I just feel like the ring attire, he needs something. I I don't know. I feel like he, he needs something better than just a plain singlet. It looks like he's just got off his uh, high school wrestling mat. Uh, maybe Jasmine would agree she was there in person. But did you see his finisher by any chance? Yeah, I did. The pretty pretty sister, cool. Sister Abigail that was modified, I guess. Yeah, modified into a DDT as opposed to Sister Abigail into like an STO. So very cool. Um, definitely a lot of potential. Is it marky to call it Sister Abigail instead of what it actually is? No, that's what I call it. <laughs> uh, Cheeseburg picked up the victory over Rex Lawless. Mick Foley was the ring enforcer of Rex Lawless, eating 
the miss the sako. Eating the sako. Eating the sako. And sako. <laughs> we saw Papadon teaming up with Chigusa to uh, pick up the victory there against Watanabe and Iroha. Yeah, um, definitely. You want to check out Marvelous Peroso. It is an awesome company trying to make their way. Uh, they announced they will be returning in October. Go check them out. Also, next up, we also we could talk about Triple A. Uh, oh yeah, Triple Mania. Triple A, Triple place. Mania, twenty three. It ended up. Place. It ended up being. Uh, oh, jeez. <laughs> on uh, August 9th. It ended up being Matt Stryker and uh, Hugo Savinovich on American Commentary. I don't know who that is. You definitely know Hugo Savinovich. Who from is From the WWE Spanish announce team for the years and years. It was Carlos Cabrera, I think, and Hugo Savinovich. I don't know. The if big I guy, him, if you saw him. Oh, he's the, the, the commentator. Guy? Yeah, he's the commentator on Lucha Underground. I I only seen like two episodes. You've had to have I seen think. him. Uh, actually, no. On Lucha Underground, the only ones I've seen is with Striker and Vampiro. Vampiro, right? Yeah, yeah. As opposed to, I think Vampiro and Hugo Savinovich for. Yeah, I'm not. I'm still not a fan of Striker on commentary anywhere. I think he's too smart for his own good. And it's funny. I was just when I was listening to the the show. You, when we were talking about Triple Mania, you were like, "I hope it's as long, hopefully it's not Matt Stryker." And then they like they announced it the week after, and I forgot we forgot to mention it. Yeah. Um, all right. So Triple Mania, it was the big event for Triple A. You had El Patron Alberto picking up a victory over Brian Cage in what is said to be a really good match. Yeah, it was a hair versus hair match. Brian Cage went home bald. There you go, baldy. And. Uh, the, the main event of the evening, we saw Mistezes uh, taking on Rey Mysterio. Yeah, uh, Mistezes formally. Well, not formally. Yeah, I guess formally, formally. Formally Sinkara. Formally Mystico. Uh, well, Mystico, okay. Yeah. But so, he was the original Sinkara. Yeah. But uh, Rey Mysterio picked up the defeat there. Yeah. Picked up the loss. And Mistezes won. And then, I guess, challenged him to a. Wait, Mistezes won? I didn't he or did no Rey Mysterio won. Oh, Rey Mysterio won. Yeah, sorry about that. Hey, no, uh, Rey Mysterio picked up the victory, and then Mistezes attacked him. Or? Yeah, po- after the match, Mistezes just full on turned heel and attacked Rey Mysterio, and he got really heated. Challenged Rey Mysterio to a mask versus mask match. Um, Which I don't want to see future. either of them be on masks. What kind of well, what is that? I mean, I want to see Ray on mass. Yeah, but but uh, that's just imagine that, yo. Yeah. Imagine that, like he loses to Mistezes and then unmasks, and that's like, oh, I'm only taking bookings unmasked now. Yeah, that's my that's price. True. My price just went up. Yeah, it, it will be very interesting. It's, instead of twenty five thousand dollars a night or whatever it is. Yeah, I'm, sh- I'm sure he's thirty thousand. Um. You also had, let's see, C.J. Parker, He formerly in NXT. He announced his retire, uh, retirement. He's going to be hanging up the boots. Uh, his last event's going to be August 29th, Us versus Them Wrestling in Enfield, uh, Connecticut. And his opponent's going to be the TNA champ, EC3, Ethan Carter. 
it's very it's unfortunate that he's hanging up the boots, but um, hopefully he has a he's going to school or he has a degree or something. Yeah, something I, was, I was a fan of the Moonchild. I was yeah. a, I was an even bigger fan of him before they changed his music when he had the Jimmy Jangle whatever thing. The I'm not familiar. Well, if you if you went back, you'd remember this. Probably. Yeah. Uh, Ronda Rousey, she had a little AMA on Reddit. And, of course, someone asked about the Batista run-on joke. What is the, uh, the run-on joke for? How, how big is Batista's, you know? Uh, and she actually responded to that. But very funny. It's, it's definitely still funny to see people asking that question. That's from, what is it, High Spots? No, I think it's where you shoot something. One of, one of those, one of, but I don't yeah. understand. I don't understand like, why. I don't understand. I forgot how it got started, but now it's like an entire every shoot interview. Someone asked that question. So, uh, you also have Kurt Angle. He's going to be starring in the Last Witch Hunter with Vin Diesel. Um, Groot. Is, is that a another move? Like what? Is that a movie that's been a movie already, or? No, I think it's a new movie that's going to be a new movie, if I uh, am correct. <laughs> Could have just said it's going to be a new movie. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Kurt Angle, I'm, I still want to see him one last round in WWE. I think that a lot of fans would agree with that statement. I mean, yeah. I would love. he says that he would love to have a match with Daniel Bryan. I would be completely down with that. Um, all right, so Sheamus announced that he may he have suffered a mild concussion, but obviously he's okay because of everything that happened this yeah, week. Yeah, well, him and Alicia Fox had concussions, but they both were cleared to wrestle. Yeah, so mild. Or they were cleared to sports entertain. Yeah, to entertain. The Young Bucks, they super kicked a little kid. Yeah, which is so... Do you want to rant about that? It's not to rant, though, but I just hate how everyone, like, they see, like, oh, this promotion's having an eight-year-old kid wrestling it's so disrespectful it's so unbelievable call the police this and that but as soon as the young bucks are involved it's like oh my god that was the best thing ever i do think it's a little bit different because when they do but hold on the in the past it's how it's people actually booking them for a complete full-on a full-fledged match full of body slams not always stuff like that it's not always like that when people are up in arms so I don't know. Uh, that's my view of it. I'm I'm fine with it. They made the it news. The, it made TMZ and everything. Yeah, it made the kids. Come, it was his birthday. They super kicked the dad, and then they super kicked the little kid after the kid tried to defend it. Kid sold uh, it like a champ. champ. Yeah, completely sold it like a champ. Uh, it was a great spot. His super and I, that's, I just think that it's different with. The, in the past, because in the past, know. these kids are being claimed to be trained. But uh, what, what what sets him from the other people? Like, did this kid train? Like, he obviously took some training. No. I, I what think do you mean, just, no? You don't learn how I to think, kick like that unless you're trained to do that. There's no way. Uh, well, how old was he? Six? Seven? Yeah. He, I think that maybe they just showed him a few things. Yeah. But so I, that's still. But I, but I definitely think it's a lot different because there's not like they're picking him up and slamming him. They're not all the kid really had to do was fall down. But you could get you could get kicked in the face. We've no. seen people get kicked in the not face. Don't the, say not no. With the, not with the young bucks kid. Don't say no. Yeah, because they're missing.
Exactly. Yeah, so. That was a young buck kick. The only time I've ever seen a young buck kick connect was with uh, in that hardcore match with Candice LeRae and uh, Joey Ryan. Yeah. Because she showed like the because they had the thumbtacks on the boots and they had to. But otherwise than that, that's one of the things that I always catch is they're so far from uh, connecting. Where if you're at the right angle of if you're at the wrong angle of the camera, it it completely shows that entire spot. So it's but not. Really, I don't. No, I don't. There's no way that every single time. Yeah, if you look at it, if you watch a lot of the young bucks, their kicks are. They have a good amount of distance. They have really good control with that super kick, but it, they don't bring it that close to the face. So, and I'm sure that with the little kid, they didn't even come close. Um, how about TNA wrestling? Like you were going to say earlier before with uh, TNA versus Global Force. Yeah, um, they, yeah. Yeah, they had their big, uh, their, I guess, big event. Their invasion, I guess you would say. Yeah, Brian Myers and Trevor Lee uh, ended up facing the Wolves, and the Wolves picked up the victory. Yeah, this non-tag match, uh, non-tag title Non-champion, match, right. yeah. Jeez. Title match. And then uh, another big match was the King of the Mountain title on the line because Jeff That's Jarrett. That's title. Yeah, well, I mean, in <laughs> TNA it is. Jeff Jarrett, yeah, even though the last time it was defended was 2009 before this year. But Double J uh, gave it up and said that some Global Force guys should fight for it or something. And uh, PJ Black, formerly known as Justin Gabriel, ended up picking up that victory against Eric Young, Robbie E., uh, Chris the Adonis Mordetsky, and uh, AKA Lashley. Chris, yeah, Chris Masters. Masters. Yeah, the guy yeah. that I think both of us would agree still belongs to be uh, in the WWE. Yeah, I think he still does. I would. I mean, I would have no problem. Same thing with PJ Black, though, and Brian Myers. Yeah, and uh, I'm sure there's a ton of people here, a ton of other people on the card that I, I mean, yeah, Robbie E. Yeah, he could have been made into such a huge WWE World Champion. For sure, next John Cena. Yeah, I mean, really, honestly, Robbie E. is like when you think pro wrestling, it's like that song Tim McGraw. That's true. <laughs> Very true. Can you sing us a verse from that about no, Robbie E? No. When you think wrestling, I hope you think of E. <laughs> <laughs> and you can fist pump for that, too. But, there you uh, go. Yeah. So the new TNA King of the Mountain champion is PJ Black. Uh, very, very cool. Yeah. Hits uh, 450 off of the ladder, picks up the victory. Uh, that, that should have been done from higher up. I don't know why he did it from as low yeah. as he did. Because he completely like just got Lashley's face on that. Can he do it higher up? Well, I, I would not see why not. I don't not. know. Maybe he's a little bit scared that he would over-rotate. I don't know. Maybe the, the, the ladder was in the wrong place, too. Yeah. Because he had to rotate himself in the air to do it. That's true. But it was enjoyable to see. I'm, I'm excited to see more from Global Force on TNA. Yeah, only a matter of time till uh, Kevin Matthews makes his debut on TNA. 
Yeah. I mean, I think we've all seen the writing on the wall for a while that him and Dixie Carter are in cahoots. Yeah. That's the <laughs> thing, though. Like, I wish, I wish that Global Force used other people as well. <laughs> heavenly Bodies? Yeah. I mean, the Heavenly Bodies, like, they're a really good tag team on the independents that, I mean, they really only work PWS and, uh, what is it, Reality of uh, Wrestling? Yeah, Reality of Wrestling. Booker T's promotion. Tag team champion stuff. And, and they don't really have to work anywhere else. But I, I wish, and they do Global Force Wrestling too. I wish they were used. Maybe they will though. Maybe there's going to be more Global Force versus TNA stuff down the road. So yeah. hopefully, hopefully they get used on TV and stuff. Um, what else do you want to go into? Um, what else is there? We could continue with. We could go to outside the ring news. Uh, how about we just go to upcoming independent wrestling event right now? All right, that works. Uh, let's see. We got Five Borough Wrestling taking place August twentieth in Brooklyn, New York. That's next Thursday. You're going to be seeing EYFBO taking on Flawless and Lawless, taking on Milk Chocolate, taking on a mystery tag team that has not been announced yet. Yeah. I'm going to take a wild guess that it will be filled in by Team Tremendous. I feel, yeah, like, that, I feel like they find their way to show up at like almost every event these days. Yeah. But uh, also taking place that night, I forget who originally... Who was originally booked to take on the Beaver Boys? I completely forget. No one. I, I think oh, it's no, it was Bucks No, I think boys. it was supposed to be um, Bullet Club. Oh. The other ones. Gallows and... Anderson. Yeah, and Anderson. But I think they had to pull out, so they got the Young Bucks to face the Beaver Boys. So. You are correct. Yeah, so that's going to be some... I mean... That's going to be awesome. It's going to be a super kick party. I mean... Yeah, we, I know we just mentioned about the super kick stuff, but Johnny and Alex's these, super kicks are good. <laughs> <laughs> you put the. I think that this is going to be an awesome match. And not to say, not to say that the Young Bucks super kicks are not good. No, they're they, they're good, but even still, this match is going to be amazing and well worth what the twenty dollar admission, fifteen dollar admission. Come on, Brooklyn, New York, Five Borough Wrestling. You got to see it. I feel like they they've wrestled before, haven't they? I ne- I don't believe that they've wrestled uh, each other uh, in tag team action. I feel like it was a triple threat uh, with them and maybe Milk Chocolate. I don't know. Uh, you also you're gonna have Dirty Daddy Chris Dickinson taking on Tony Nice. And a stupid match. Yeah, and for the Five Borough Wrestling Championship, current champion Papadon is going to be defending that title against. Uh, Brian Myers, the Prince of Queens. That match came about, I believe, uh, Papadon was wrestling Samoa Joe. And then Hawkins came out to... I think that's how it came to be. Yeah, Papadon did face Joe in that the last five borough event. And then he was attacking Joe after the match, and then Myers came out and made the save. Mm-hmm. So that should be a really cool event to check out. Another really cool event to check out, House of Glory. August 21st in Jamaica, Queens. You're going to be seeing Private Party debut taking on Best Friends, the duo of Josh Glide and Good Times Only, TJ Marconi. 
Yeah, you're going to be seeing the Hog World Championship on the line. Brian XL is defending that title against Smiley. And in the main event, a match, a dream match for some people, you're going to be seeing Amazing Red taking on Rey Mysterio Jr. That is going to be an, a really epic match. Yes, the 619 versus the 718. Yeah, so Amazing Red versus Rey Mysterio. Go check that out, House of Glory. Where's that taking place? New Jersey? Uh, Jamaica, Queens. All oh, right, Jamaica, Queens. You said it already, too. Yes, but talking about New Jersey. Yes, at the Starland Ballroom for the very first time in New Jersey. Or no, for the very first time at the <laughs> Starland Ballroom. Uh, Pro Wrestling Syndicate will be there. 822. Um, matches. You got Chris Payne for the television championship defending or looking to pick up the looking to pick up the championship from Brian Myers. Brian Myers was crowned television champion this past he summer. Yeah, you have, uh, yeah, and they've been having a small little feud as well. Yeah. With um, Tessa Blanchard. Uh, was, yeah. Tessa Blanchard was with Chris Payne, and then I guess you could say she Steel crossed turd. she crossed yeah. the line. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, that's a good reference or no? <laughs> so you're also going to be having the tag team champions, Handicapped Heroes, taking on the Heavenly Bodies. I think we know who we're pulling for in that match. Yeah. Go uh, Heavenly Bodies. Another match taking place, uh, New Japan Pro Wrestling is very, very prominent that weekend in New York and New Jersey, and it's been forever since this guy's been in PWS, but Kevin Matthews has taken on the very, or not the very, the returning Kenny Omega. Yeah, so, that should be a cool match. Uh, another uh, suicidal six-way title match, Anthony Bowens. Taking on Brian XL, taking on Starman, taking on Ray Smith, taking on Nico Stricos, taking on the Suicide Six-Way Champion, Bobby Wayward. You're going to be seeing former tag team partners and stable members from uh, Reality Check members uh, facing each other. Craven Varro taking on Devin Moore. You're also going to be having Habib from the Car Wash teaming up with Rey Mysterio to take on Matt McIntosh and Amazing Red. I have a feeling with that match, you may just see a repeat of whatever Ray and Amazing Red did the night before. You know mm -hmm. how, like, sometimes, like, how you have a lot of wrestlers redoing spots that were really good? Yeah. I feel like you may get the same with that. By the way, I didn't even mention for Triple Mania, Ray Mysterio's attire was super cool. It was like Batman, but he was I, he was wearing tights, I think. So Batman? Was, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. So I, I can't wait to see pictures from these mm -hmm. events. Uh, and uh, I guess the the PWS championship is going to be on the line. Dan Moff, champion right now, battling the former champion, Mario Bokura. And I think that that match has been a match that me and you have wanted to see in, see in person for a very long time. Yeah, it's been brewing um, for quite some time, too. Yeah, I think that even before the title uh, was in the eyes of these uh, in the eyes of both of these competitors, the match that we saw Broom was these two uh, juggernauts of PWS battling each other for that title. So very happy to see that happening. You're also going to be having the PWS general manager, Mick Foley, the original gangsta, New Jack. Yeah, you got the drunken swashbuckler, lifeguard Mike Dell, uh, Sabu's going to be there wrestling. And, and a ton more. 
So go check them out, PWS. Starland Ballroom. Tickets are available at Starland Ballroom, I'm sure. (laughs) And online, whatever the Starland Ballroom's website is. And you can probably get them from PWS's website as well. August 22nd, Ring of Honor, Field of Honor, taking place in Brooklyn, New York, at the the Cyclone Stadium. Yeah, MCU Park. Yeah, you're going to be having... This is a big event where they're combating a lot of the New Japan pro wrestlers. This was definitely the reason why Jushin Liger is wrestling for NXT. Oh, yeah, without a doubt. Um, You're going to have the Briscoe brothers teaming up to take on the Time Splitters, Alex Shelley and Kushida. Yeah, you got the Young Bucks teaming up with Matt Seidel and ACH to take on the Kingdom and Rapunji Vice. You got Ring of Honor World and... World TV champion Jay Lethal teaming up with Shinsuke Nakamura to take on Red Dragon. Yeah, you got Christopher Daniels, who right now is the Ring of Honor World Tag Team Champion, taking on Adam Cole. You have the uh, GHC Heavyweight Champions, Killer Elite Squad, uh, Davey Boy Smith Jr. and Lance Archer taking on War Machine, Hanson and Rowe, Raymond Rowe. That should be a really a uh, hard-hitting match. I'm a big fan of War Machine. Hopefully they both get signed by WWE at some point. You know, you never know. Nope. And uh, the IWGP Heavyweight Champion, Okada, will be taking on Mr. ROH himself, Roderick Strong. Yeah, so make sure you go check out this event, Ring of Honor Wrestling, uh, ROHWrestling.com, I think. That's the website. Uh, but go check it out in Brooklyn, New York, 822. And speaking of 822, like I said, New Japan Pro Wrestling is going to be very much so alive and present on that night. And uh, NXT TakeOver Brooklyn live at Barclays Center. Very first time. Not the Barclays Center. Yeah. I hate when people say the the (laughs) Barclays Center. But for the very first time outside of Full Sail University, NXT TakeOver will be there. Well, and that's I feel like that's a huge thing because it's like a warm up for SummerSlam for Monday Night Raw. Yeah, and Three they, nights they sold solid. out. They say that. They, yeah, they say that they sold out. It's funny because they were saying, "Oh, Monday Night Raw is also completely sold out." Yet during Monday Night Raw, you'd go. They were airing the commercials. Brooklyn, come watch us. Monday Night Raw live, yeah. Barclays Center. They're coming back to MSG. Yeah, for a house show. Oh, that's no for SmackDown. I thought when uh, October third is not a SmackDown taping. Oh, it was a house show. Yeah, October third uh, is a Saturday. But that's the thing that people said that it might be ending up another exclusive on the network because Brock Lesnar is going to be there at MSG. Yeah. Huh. And the last time, and the only other time I believe that Brock Lesnar worked a house show. Was Japan. Japan, yeah. Okay. So, but yeah, I mean, right off the bat, for this New Japan Pro Wrestling megastar, pro wrestling megastar, Jushin Thunder Liger will be making his WWE debut, taking on Tyler Breeze. Do you call this, this a WWE debut? Since yeah. they, but since they like. Oh, Charlotte debuted on the main roster. Like, they don't even say that. Yeah, they say they, Charlotte he, Liger WWE. even said that this is his WWE debut. Yeah, but like... That promo. I, I think that this is this is definitely considered his debut. And it's a huge honor for Tyler Breeze. 
to be facing this uh, about Tyler legend. Breeze. It's a huge honor for me to go see it live. <laughs> yeah. Um, but I, I love the fact... My fingers are going like to be so crossed hoping that... I can see uh, the theme song. Yeah, uh, yeah I really do. I, I can see Tyler Breeze picking up a victory over Jushin Liger. I feel like this entire... Like, Jushin Liger... He, it's the same reason why he's pretty much the dark matches on all of the New Japan pro wrestling events on the pay-per-views, like going up against like younger guys and everything. He really does get the business, and who knows how much longer he has around. So I feel like he's really passing around a lot of his knowledge. And I think this match is going to be um, – it could steal the entire show. Yeah, Mr. Uh, Regal called in his favor, or not even a favor, just called the friend of his, called Jushin Liger. And now we have Jushin Liger wrestling for NXT. Yeah, they said that this was kind of in a, a slap in the face of Ring of Honor. That's what I'm saying. I mean, if no, that's that's what it was being reported too. But who knows? I mean, they, yeah, they I mean, keep on listen, saying that. Listen, listen, Ring of Honor running their little rinky dink event at MCU Park in Brooklyn, and then all of a sudden, New Japan. New Japan, New Japan, New Japan, New Japan. Yeah. And then WWE is like, oh, by the way, we're running NXT the same night in Brooklyn at Barclays Center, the hugest venue that NXT has ever it's, taken place at. It's smart. And we're going to have one of your stars with us. Well, WWE, ha WWE had to, I think. They didn't have to, but I think it was very smart business-wise to toss a new, uh, new Japan wrestler on their card. This way, like you said, it could combat with – I mean, yeah, there's not really a competition with Ring of Honor. But for the independent wrestling fans, you want to see your chance of seeing a New Japan pro wrestler. You want to see Nakamura, Okada, someone like that. But, and you're torn between seeing Finn Balor, Owens, and all of them. But now you're getting, going to get to see the debut of Jushin Thunder Liger. Yeah. Well, I, now it just made up your mind. I wonder uh... – I wonder how many tickets they actually sold for NXT. Like, what will it be, like ten thousand, or will it be like the max, like fifteen ish? I'll, I'll be interested to see how much is uh, blocked off, if any is. I mean, that's the thing. Like, I know, like you know how at some events they'll block off the top row, yeah, like the top section. I'm I know they're doing that. I know my seat is all the way up in the top section. So. Oh, okay. I don't yeah. think they're blocking anything off that way. I don't know if they're making the actual. Yeah. No, they can't be making the the thing smaller. I don't know. Um, you, you're also going to be having Samoa Joe taking on Baron Corbin. They had a little encounter at this past NXT, and I gotta say, I'm not um, Baron Corbin. His punches and kicks really lacking something. I don't know if it's not enough uh, emphasis on them. But he really has to practice those. But it should be a wow. good Lan match. Wow. you Lance Storm, you're a wrestling trainer all of a sudden? Yes, I am. Wow. Uh, NXT Tag Team Championships on the line. Blake and Murphy will be putting their championships up against the Vaude Villains. I was very disappointed to find that out. Yeah, it does seem that it does stink. What tag team would you view rather seen in that position? I mean, you're in New York. You advertised Enzo and Cass will be there. Mm -hmm. So. Yeah. Um, you're also going to so be. So hopefully Enzo and Cass will be there, though. I think 
be will. And even still with Blake and Murphy with like a tag team title match, I was hoping that maybe we would get some sort of like, oh my God, Dudley boys. But yeah. that's that's far-fetched and stretching. Uh, you're also going to be having Sasha Banks defend her woman, NXT Women's Championship against Bailey. Bailey recently on the NXT defeated Becky Lynch to become the number one contender. And that should be a really cool match uh, of itself. Bailey has, I think she's well deserving to win this championship. So, yeah. And then in the main event, the NXT Championship will be hung from the rafters of Barclays Center. And uh, there's going to be a ladder match between the champion, Finn Balor, and the challenger, former champion Kevin Owens. Now that match should be epic. Yeah. Um, and, right. and we're also we're going to be seeing the debut of Apollo Crews, formerly UHA Nation. And I think they uh, might be advertising Hideo Itami showing up there too. Mm-hmm. So, should yeah. be cool. Should be very cool. Uh, and we'll cover you with all of that next week with all the results. When we went to uh, WrestleMania 28, was NXT a thing yet? Uh, yeah. And it, wait, when? Yeah, it was because NXT started in... No, it wasn't. Wait, when? In WrestleMania 28. It wasn't that... NXT started in, in 2012, August. We went in April or... Yeah, April. Yeah, but they were traveling with... Uh, yeah, but it wasn't. It was FCW. Yeah. So I was going to say that's the second NXT event, but we saw it was FCW, not NXT. Mm-hmm. Which wasn't really FCW. It was just access with FCW people. Oh, I wanted to... I forgot, completely forgot. I wanted to mention uh, Lucha Underground. This, this past week, and I believe the week before also, mm-hmm. had their huge um, Ultimate Lucha season finale. Okay. Just mind-blowing. It was so good. It really was. What were some of the matches? Uh, well, you saw the Lucha Underground Trios titles on the line, and uh, the dis- dis- the Disciples of Death picked up the victory against Angelico, Ivelisse, and Son of Havoc. And uh, then... Angelico is getting looked at by WWE. Really? Yeah, he's uh, potentially going to be signed by them. But it's interesting. It depends on that Lucha Underground contract. Oh, yeah. That's also that Hernandez thing. Yeah, with Hernandez. <laughs> TNA. They they brought they had uh, Hernandez make his return to TNA and then they taped a bunch of like how they do all their mass tapings for the upcoming shows they did a bunch of storylines and matches revolving around uh, uh, the return of Hernandez and then they realized that they can't air any of it because he's under Lucha Underground contract and so, I was I was so confused when that aired too like it was like I think maybe four weeks already ago. I don't. I don't understand how a company neglects to do their research, especially when you yourself don't let your talent perform on other people's cards while they're under contract. So yeah, I think that's hilarious. That no, like I wonder if that's kind of intentional. That Lucha Underground knew what was going to happen, and then they were like, "Yeah, we're pulling the plug." Maybe, but you also we saw Johnny Mundo defeating El Alberto El Patron. 
making, I believe, his return to the ring. Vampiro wrestled. Vampiro took on Pentagon Jr. in a hardcore match. Huge, bloody match. And uh, Vampiro still got it? I mean, yeah, it was, it was a good match. And Vampiro ended up being the Pentagon Jr.'s teacher. Got on the mic afterwards and said, you're, you're ready. So I don't know where that's going to lead to. What is he ready for? I guess, I don't know. Teacher, <laughs> I don't know. But we saw the gift of the gods title on the line. Phoenix picked up the victory there against Aerostar, Bengala, Big Rick, uh, King Cuerno, Sexy Star, and Jack Evans. And uh, we saw the, the main event, the Lucha Underground Championship on the line. Prince Puma putting his championship up against Mil Muertes. Mil Muertes picked up the victory there, new champion there, and then they uh, they showed everybody, I guess, leading into the second season somehow. Mm-hmm. They like their it's the production and everything. That's cool. So if you haven't if you haven't seen Lucha Underground at all, check it out. You have to watch it and just watch. Brandon's talking to me directly right no, now. No, just anybody in general, because <laughs> I mean you've seen sexy, some of sexy it. Sexy Star was actually just featured. Yeah, for um, the ESPN. Yeah, ESPN body issue in uh, Mexico. Mexico. Uh, big honor for her right there. And wow, she's gorgeous. Uh, completely well, very well built. Uh, <laughs> definitely. What's, what does hmm. that mean? Muscles, I guess you're yeah. talking about? Yeah, she's well built. She's, she's very, also very stacked. She's very, like, that's she's, what very like. she's very toned. Yeah. Um, there's no surprise why she wouldn't be. Uh, she definitely there's hers to be in the ESPN Mexico uh, body issue, and it's kind of cool that they featured pro wrestling in there, Com- uh, lucha libre compared as compared to the ESPN body issue with America, how they don't feature pro maybe, wrestling. Maybe but. one year you'll get to see John Cena. Yeah, or, although you could watch Trainwreck and see John Cena. Whoa! <laughs> watch it! Watch no, you, it! You really can though. It's did you see it? Yeah, I watched Trainwreck. And where did you watch it? What do you mean? Where Where else do you go see a movie? I don't know. Maybe <laughs> on your computer. Just saying. Why would I watch it on my computer? I don't know. How was it? It was funny. I'm not a huge Amy Schumer fan at all. I yeah, you really fact, don't like I, her. I don't like her. Yeah. Even back before she got big, so to speak, you weren't a fan of her. Yeah, but uh, I mean, she wrote a good movie. It, it's, oh, a, it's a typical, like, Apatow film. Okay. But, uh, I, I mean, I, I found myself not laughing at anything she was doing. That's but, not good. Yeah, but, I mean, the other people, LeBron was great. John Cena was great. Was uh, John Cena John Cena and LeBron LeBron? LeBron was LeBron. Cena yeah. was not Cena. Oh. Uh, I don't get that. Why? He was acting. Yeah, because then she, I mean, this was basically like a, a, a not completely biographical film, but it it was uh-huh. basically based on her and, and so stories that John she's, Cena, Dolph Ziggler, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, nice. I would assume that, and I would assume that it'd be the other way around with everything that happened in the film. But All right. I never know. But, um. Uh, also, just going to add uh, some outside the ring news. 
Brad Maddox made his return to the ring. Uh, we mentioned before how he was well, uh, beef mode yeah. alongside uh, Adam Rose making their um, tag team debut. Um, but now he's going under. He's just had a match on, I believe, main event. Uh, he faced off against Zack Ryder as Josh Kingsley. He's bleached blonde. And he's no longer Brad Maddox anymore. Yeah, what is he, a British, uh, I think it's like a British, not a bum, but something like that. Why? I think that's what it was. It was a British something. A British bum? Not a bum, but like I can't think of like like a thug maybe, a British thug. Very interesting. I got no doubt after, maybe. Seeing, that, after seeing that under, that uh um, that YouTube video, show, yeah, which, I'm sure which is whatever just, gimmick you give him, he's gonna excel at. That that came up on its one year anniversary, like last week or something. I rewatched it; it's still like one of the coolest things. Now, just to <laughs> lead, follow this, I mean, originally it was thought that Adam Rose and Maddox, or I guess now Kingsley, were going to be a tag team, but now with him, honestly, his in ring uh, singles return, we're. Are we going to see Leo Kruger? Yeah, who knows? I mean, Adam Rose seems like weekly. Retweet for for Adam Rose. Retweet for Leo Kruger, favorite for Adam Rose. Yeah, and he's really hyping it up. And it's throwback Thursday. You guys remember Leo Kruger? It's it's not like I'm sure the WWE can't ignore the fact that the fans want to see Leo Kruger. Um, That's also like. I, that's how how is that gonna if he becomes Leo Kruger how are they gonna not fight family what how are they gonna not have people Adam Rose yeah Chance. I mean but once you start to get into the character people start to drop it like with the Bray Wyatt yeah okay, very very rare now if Leo Kruger like, fan if Leo Kruger like switches gimmicks and becomes Leo Kruger again I'm chanting party time all the time. There you go. Talking <laughs> about the fans and dumb fans. Uh, really, really stupid dumb fans. Yeah, a 31-year-old. First of all, before you before you even continue with that story, front row tickets for a house show are still up in the like 100, 150 markings. Mm-hmm. So you, you paid money to get thrown out. All right, so a 31-year-old, I guess, teased that he was going to bring a briefcase and cash in or something like that. Yeah, it what was that? Was like I... Sasha Banks. Yeah, it was It was the Money in the Bank briefcase. Yeah, but he, he just hit it up with Sasha Banks. It. Yeah, he changed it over with Sasha Banks. During the match, Roman Reigns versus Bray Wyatt in a hardcore match, I believe, or no DQ match, the fan threw the briefcase at Roman Reigns, hitting Roman Reigns right in the head. Uh, leading to the fan being grabbed by security. The referee ran outside. Yeah, to, I think that was Rudy Charles got right in the face trying to calm everybody, to calm the situation down. Props to him for that. And try to like ex- uh, get the guy out of there, uh, prevent him from jumping the barricade or whatever. Bray Wyatt they completely stopped the match, put a halt to it. Bray Wyatt went to go check on Roman Reigns to make sure that he was okay. Uh, this is so stupid. It could have been a concussion. Uh, it could have caused a concussion with Roman Reigns with how we're throwing it right at his head. How stupid can I don't get fans? These fans. Uh, he was arrested, and um, I guess he did apologize. They dropped the charges, but he is banned from any upcoming WWE event. 
So and that makes no sense. Like, why would you even drop the charge? Like, just I to think, not yeah, have lawyers I involved? I think, yeah. I was 100% like, screw this guy. Who the Who is he? Yeah, I, I think that it just uh, becomes a not worth it. But I would have just set, made him uh, set an example and use him. I would, yeah, absolutely. I'd be like, I wouldn't even use a lawyer flesh. in that situation. You know that? I'd just be like, here's the video. Yeah. Here's pictures of it happening. I mean, at that rate, you could bring in i uh, I'm a pro wrestler. Yeah. He's not. Not part of the show. Not scripted to be there. Paid. Fan paid himself to be there. Posted it online. Boom. Arrested. Boom. Jail time. Yeah. You could have brought in Charlie Mason and just have him uh, be your lawyer. He would have been fine. Explain that reference because nobody's going to understand. I mean, not if, nobody, but some. If, if they don't get the reference, then they <laughs> then shouldn't. they're too young for you. <laughs> yeah. Then they shouldn't be watching. Uh, all right. So that entire – I just don't get how fans could even – And attack. it's not Charlie. I get, I get back it's in Clarence, the so Bam roasted. <laughs> okay, uh, back in the – like I understand how back in the day you had back like you hear the, the stories with Freddie Blassie, anybody, or people getting stabbed and everything. Yeah, but it's not like that anymore. I mean, control yourself. You're 31 years old. You don't have to be acting like a immature idiot. As he I don't says get to it. himself. No, I'm just kidding. No, that was, a, that was a you being old joke. Oh, all right. So let's take it to the break. Yeah, let's take a little break, and we will be right back here. On Marking Out. Hey, Marking Out. It's the Long Island IZ Zack Ryder. Take care. Spike your hair. Woo, woo, woo. You know it. Welcome back to Marking Out Pro Wrestling Talk by Pro Wrestling Fans. Episode 236. Uh, ProWrestlingTees.com slash Marking Out. Pick up some t-shirts there. Facebook.com slash Marking Out. Twitter.com slash Marking Out as well. YouTube is there somewhere. Eh, yeah. Um, all right, so let's get into some Monday Night Raw. Monday Night Nitro. Yeah. Monday Night Raw kicked off. Seth Rollins coming down to the ring. Speaking about John Cena, uh, they did that whole replacing somebody else's or replacing somebody's lips, that, that whole bit, you know? Yeah, yeah. I mean, obviously, the you know, Jimmy you watched Fallon. it. Yeah, no, but it wasn't lips, lip flip or flip switch or whatever they call it because it was just, yeah, because it was clearly just Rollins, a recorded version of Rollins doing that. Oh. Which it seemed too, it just sounded way too scripted. It well, just sounded like, what? No, that's how it is. It yeah, is I mean, scripted. it was clearly scripted, but it just sounded like, the, the John Cena portion just sounded like Seth was just struggling to read a script, which didn't sound natural enough to me, but... Cesaro made his way out there and said that he is going to be accepting Seth Rollins' open challenge tonight. Seth Rollins said, I didn't issue an open challenge. That was last week. There's no challenge tonight. You get no championship shot. And then uh, Kevin Owens came out and said that if there's anybody accepting a title shot, it's going to be me because I'm Kevin Owens and I deserve everything. You sound just like him. No, I don't. No, you don't. But I, I mean, you got the accent somewhat down. Eh, do you? <laughs> I don't know. Do I? I let's let's go to the panel on that one, Montreal Broski. What do you say? I guess that's a no. Yes, that is a no. <laughs> I feel like uh, an old uh, an old radio DJ making 
It's like, oh, let's go to the panel. Ding, 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 ding. <laughs> Except my sound effects sound nothing like sound effects. They just sound like me saying ding, 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 ding. Yeah, that's, that's true. <laughs> but uh, after Owens was out there talking about how he deserves that match, Randy Orton made his way down to the ring. Michael Cole, mind-blowing, saying, oh, this is about to get awesome, or this is going to be even more awesome, which, if anybody knows Randy Orton in 2015, knows, not correct. I don't know what that noise is. That was a ridiculous noise to make. Now everybody got scared, and there's no reason for you to have done that. But uh, Why did you play that? Why did I play the clip of me yelling at you just now, or what? No, the that noise. Yes, because that sounds exactly like a soundboard instead of. I mean, if I wanted to play a soundboard, I'd hit the soundboard and you'd you'd say Bob Backlund, but that is true. But that's outdated. Is it outdated though? It's pretty outdated. I mean, you look at your everything. You wear clothes from the eighties still, so so uh, I'm, I'm going to press that button. So Bob Backlund, see. All right, so maybe it isn't. But Randy Orton came out, sounded like an immature idiot. Made, yeah, the, yeah. First of all, he made a, a stupid comment like, oh, nice glasses, Cesaro. Like, Whoa. like yeah, what are you, fifth grade? Like, what does that even mean? His glasses were actually really nice. <laughs> like, <laughs> And then he, uh, I think, I don't know if he opened it up with that, but uh, opens with, uh, he asked Kevin Owens, he goes, hey, Kevin, you put on some weight? And Kevin's just like, no. No, this is how I am. Like, I, it makes no sense. Yeah, a lot of people on Twitter were go were saying that it was Kevin Dunn who wrote that. Or well, that's because that, I think but, Meltzer reported that. Yeah, and then Meltzer reported that he didn't report that. But we know that Meltzer... <laughs> Meltzer did report it. Yeah. Maybe reported it. Don't yeah, maybe. It. Yeah. Maybe. Potentially he did report it. Yeah, but then uh, Triple H came out and made a triple threat match. For the evening, saying that the winner would go on to face Seth Rollins later on in the main event for the WWE Championship. So, yeah, uh, opening bout, you have Team Bella going over Team Bad. Um, yeah, Scissor Sorority, whatever their names are, they were on commentary and uh, really, really wasn't Scissor Sorority. Yeah, what, what is it? Submission Sorority. <laughs> Submission Sorority. <laughs> Scissors already. Now that is the website that you don't want to go to, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah, submission. Or, or the now PCB. Yeah. The more PG uh, use of their tag team name. <laughs> or as Paige calls them, the freak show. But uh, they're really, I don't. I don't feel like Charlotte and Becky Lynch were doing much talking. It was more so, more so uh, Paige. But yeah, it seemed like Becky Lynch is really off on the side. Uh, I don't know. Maybe because maybe they're telling her not to do that. I would. I would one hundred sell. I would one hundred percent tell her not to talk at all. Yeah. Why? Because that accent is super thick. Oh, I, I love her accent. But like sometimes I like I can't even understand like oh, 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 and she like says a whole sentence I can't understand what she's saying. I mean I, I definitely dig her on promo cutting skills and in ring and I feel like she hasn't really uh, I feel like maybe they're fandangoing her a little bit and telling her like hold back a little bit. But all right, so I, I didn't. Was, yeah, you you were gonna say what the match was good. You said yeah, it was all right. It was, but I absolutely. Hated 
when Bree was doing those Daniel Bryan kicks, the way that Sasha Banks was taking them, I don't understand like how anyone would take a kick like that. Why? Like to me, that was mind blowingly bad, yeah. especially coming from Sasha Banks. But yeah. because it would just look so so cartoony. Mm-hmm. Like, why are you going up? It looked like you were. Why are you going up? Is that what I said? No, that's what I, mean, you I said, did say. But yeah, it sounds more like Arnold Schwarzenegger in my Why mind. are you going up? Why are you going up? You should be going down. That's how he got a, himself into trouble recently. But what? <laughs> that mysterious kid of his that popped up. Oh, his maid. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, recently. That's like five years old. Really? Yeah, that's a while. Wow. That's a story from a long time ago. Wow. Um, but uh, yeah. also during this match, or actually after the match, Bad attacked Bree, and then Nikki and Alicia Fox helped break it up. But PCB got in the ring. They all brawled. And quite possibly one of the sickest front drop kicks that I've ever seen. Naomi hit, I swear to God, if you have not seen this clip, anybody out there listening, I've rewatched the dropkick that Naomi hit on Alicia Fox like maybe 10, 11 times already. Mm. It's one of the nicest dropkicks I've ever seen. So definitely check that out. But the segment ended up with uh, Bad and PCB face-to-face with the Bellas outside and Nikki holding up the title. (sighs) Yeah. Uh, next up, you had New Day. New Day. New Day. Kofi, Kofi Kingston, Kingston and, and Biggie Langston. Yeah. Sorry, I guess you always say you never give me the opportunity to say it. And and then yeah. But then yeah, you yeah. don't say it. But then I know. went to I go know. say it this week, and and I forgot to. I mean, last week you forgot to mention that you wanted to say New Day's new chant. Oh yeah, what was it? But hey. they haven't used it. No, they do. They do it backstage. Oh, backstage. They walk okay. around being like, "Hey, new we day." We want the new day. Yeah, right. Yeah, uh, they took on Matadores. Why did you? Why did you call them the correct name? It's Los, Los Matadores. Why is it Matadores? Because that's what it is. It's Matadores. It's Matadores. Is it? Yeah. Matadores. Yeah, Los Matadores. I think it's Matadores. No. Matadors. No. Los Matadors. Matador is no. It's Matadores. That's what they uh, say. All right. Well, That's Los Matadors. You don't, go, you don't go saying Naomi. Whoa, 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 whoa. All right. So Los Matadors, they lost to New Day. New Day picked up the victory. And once again, it was another impressive match from these two, uh, from the out of the tag team division in the, general. The tag team matches have been so good as of late. Yeah, I, I love how all of them are included in this uh, title chase. And I don't know. I'm kind of curious to see what's going to happen with, once the Usos do make their re- in-ring return. Yeah. If it's going to just uh, kind of damper a lot of it. I'm curious. I, I liked when uh, El Torito went to hit Xavier Woods with the Hurricane Rana. Yeah. And Woods caught him. He goes, nope, not, not tonight. And then Fernando hit him with a dropkick from behind. Causing the Harakarana to hit. Which, yeah. by the way, I'm starting to be able to tell the difference between Diego and Fernando. Wow, muzzle <laughs> I think it's easier now that uh, Primo has his facial hair. Mm-hmm. So if you look for the goatee, then I believe that's Diego. Yeah. And and, and the other Epico is, is Fernando. So it's easier now. But uh, 
Next next up, you had the... Oh, well, w- but also after the match, though, they announced that oh. it's going to be the backstage. New Day were celebrating, hey, we're the number one contenders and everything. And Renee Young was like, actually, uh, you will be facing primetime players for the championships at SummerSlam. They're like, oh, yeah, that's awesome. And then they're like, but you're going to be also taking on Lucha Dragons and Los Matadores, so it'll be a fatal four-way at SummerSlam between the four teams for the tag team titles. That should be... Now, that's the kind of match that it should be the match of the night. But it won't be given enough time to actually be considered for anything close to a match of the night. You'll have, like, your, your hot spots, and that's it. You won't have anything in between. David, the match of the night is Brock Lesnar versus Undertaker, the one that everybody's paying to see. Oh, yes, you, you're absolutely correct. My mistake. My, least, My apologies. The match I have least interest in. Like, why would I want to see a match that was so bad last time they wrestled? In my opinion, that's one of, like, if you had a top 10 of worst WrestleMania matches or big, big build WrestleMania matches, mm-hmm. that's one of them for me. I didn't, I, I will, I told you around that time, I didn't watch it. I was upstairs talking to Jared at the time, your brother. Um, I was upstairs talking to him during this match. I had no interest in it. It was um, really. It was oh terrible. no! Yeah, last yeah last year. Yeah. Um, all right. So next up. Oh, so yeah, you had Randy Orton taking on Kevin Owens, taking on Cesaro for the WWE Number One Contendership. Uh, Randy Orton picking up a victory. It was a really good match. Yeah, I mean, I don't know if anyone expected anything different. And I don't know why anyone would from Randy Orton coming out on top in that. Match. I, I don't think that Randy Orton is all that boring as of recently. But he I, is. I, I mean, he the re- one thing it really is. If you look at Randy Orton, it just he does not. It looks. Well, that's like the thing. He it, may, care. it may just be because he's. Uh, it's different storylines, though. It's now him with Owens. It's him with Cesaro. It's him with. Uh, know, still. I mean, I'm not going to say him with Sheamus because that's we've seen, but. Yeah, uh, and also, why don't people say he's got the five moves of doom? Yeah, what do you think about that ending? Well, I mean, it was cool. Out of nowhere. No, it was cool where Owens went for the pop-up power bomb, and then Owen Owens got RKO'd before he could land the power bomb, and then Cesaro went to go hit Orton, and Orton, boom, RKO. Like, I I don't know if I like I like the pop like because Orton was. Outside of the ring, uh, just getting thrown out or hurt or whatever. And then out of nowhere, he gets right in the ring. RKO, RKO. I mean, I was fine with it. But what I was wanting to see actually was a double RKO. Mm. And then take both of them out at the same time. I would have been fine if Kevin Owens hit the pop-up powerbomb. And then once he got done, Orton hits him with RKO. Yeah, but then it would look like Orton couldn't beat Cesaro. Uh, I don't know. But then it could lead to something greater. But whatever. Randy Orton picked up the victory. Yeah. Up next, you saw Luke Harper defeating Dean Ambrose. Uh, Bray Wyatt tried to get involved here, and and Roman Reigns took him out with the, I guess, clothesline, you would say, Mm -hmm. from the uh, steel steps. And then Luke Harper took him out, and then Ambrose dove onto him. Nah. Nothing much to... I feel like this is like the st- most standard match. I, I feel like a lot of Ambrose has been standard. Yeah. Um, I mean, unless I mean, it's not That's not a bad thing, but it's just nothing stands out. And it's like at SummerSlam, 
it's it can't just be a tag team match. Is it just me or Harper versus Ambrose now? It's just really a fill-in match. Especially since they wear the same exact attire. Like, is it, but do you Even feel the same Ambrose way? Even though Dean Ambrose was wearing different, but. Do you feel the same way that sometimes, like, the Ambrose Harper. It's not even like, Harper, it's though. Fillers. It's also, it's Bray Wyatt in there as well yeah. with Roman Reigns, too. It's just all filler. Right? Like, it's not. It's, it's not a main out. event it's, filler. It's not, it's not a, a low-card filler. It's just a mid-card mid, fill. Yeah, it's a mid-card filler. It's nothing standout-ish. It's nothing really uh, drawing your attention too much. Besides an occasional spot or two, it's, it's just really a filler. Yeah, it's the same. You get the suicide dive. You get the tornado DDT. You get the dirty deed sometimes. You get the discus clothesline sometimes. You get, you get the, the sister Abigail. You get the Superman punch. You get the drop kick from the, uh, on the apron. Yeah, and you just called the past uh, matches for the entire year for Ambrose and all of them. Yeah. Uh, oh, and you got the Michinuku driver. Harper. Yeah. Up next was Ms. TV with a very special guest. Everyone like Michael Cole. Oh, why? What has Daniel Bryan been up to since not being since being injured? Like we know what he's been up to. He's on Tough Enough. Yeah. And when Tony wrote a book, he's a yeah. New York Times bestseller. But Ms. TV took place with Daniel Bryan, which basically Ms. was just doing the whole Ryback should do the right thing. Ryback should give up the title. Mm-hmm. And uh, Big Show came out, made fun of what Miz was wearing, and made fun of Miz in general, and said that if uh, Ryback's going to give up the title, it's going to be because Big Show's going to be champion. Yeah. And uh, the crowd, crowd was chanting, saying, uh, "Hey, we want." <laughs> no, that I think they were chanting, "Please retire," and he goes, "Then find someone to do it. Then find somebody to to retire me." Yeah. And then Ryback's music hit. And uh, Big Show and, and Ryback got into each other's faces. Daniel Bryan tossed Miz back into it. Ryback ended up on top here. Given, I think, both of them a, uh, a meat hook clotheslines. Yeah, no interest. Um, next up, you had Mark Henry taking on Rusev. Speaking, uh, this, speaking of no interest. Yeah, this except match for the went ending. A, I don't, like, this match went to a no contest. Yeah, which Lana um, and Summer Rae interrupted it. Yeah, what I didn't like was Summer Rae got on top of the apron and the referee was looking at her, didn't throw her off of the apron. It's like Lana missed her spot that she was supposed to get up a little bit sooner to pull her Summer Rae off the apron because she was up there for a good five, uh, five to eight seconds just standing there. And the referee's like looking at her, not saying get down or anything like that. It was just, it looked like a really slow missed spot. Um, but then that ended with the uh, with Summer Rae locking in the accolade, uh, the accolade on Lana, and then it ended with that Bulgarian flag with Rusev's face on it. Do you think that that's a little bit offensive? No, it's clearly right out of. I mean, I've never seen the movie, but that's from Rocky. I'm not that. I don't know. I'm I'm surprised I haven't seen that much of an uproar about because it's nothing offensive. Yeah, Dolph Lundgren had his face on the thing for the Rocky movie. Yeah. Um, so, which, by the way, Kindergarten Cop 2, straight to DVD, starring Dolph Lundgren instead of Arnold Schwarzenegger. Interesting. Um, yeah, I don't know why this match had to go to a no contest. Are we building up Mark Henry? I what, I don't want to see... It's probably going to be a pre-show match, which is Rusev and Summer Rae versus Mark Henry and Lana. Which yeah. doesn't make sense. That can't make sense. It has to be Ziggler. 
Ziggler has to be coming so back. So now where does Henry... Ziggler. I guess maybe they're just making yeah, Mark it... Mark Henry like, was probably just filler. Yeah, maybe they're just doing it uh, no contest just in case Ziggler isn't going to be able to wrestle. This way they could do the Henry with Lana. Yeah. I mean... All right, so next up you had Neville picking up a victory over King Barrett. Uh, during the match, it was a pretty quick match, but um, Stardust made his way to the ring, assisted, beating down Neville. He goes that to was the afterwards. Yeah, after the match. Uh, he made his way over to Stephen Amell, who was in the audience, uh, Arrow, um, made his way over to him, she gave him a stiff shove to the floor, gets back in the ring. Stephen Amell jumps the barricade, spear. Uh, Tackles him to the ground. You could Stardust. say Speared is better than Charlotte's. Yeah, and she starts unloading on him, where security pulls Amel off and really hyping up their uh, interactions together. Following this, backstage, Triple H was with Stephen Amell. Um, and yeah, that was weird, though. Like, Triple H is like, oh, are you good, you good, you good, and then, like, completely tore into him for... Yeah, Neville, yeah, saying how he could have been injured and stuff like that, but then Amel saying how he wants a match with Stardust, he could put... <laughs> you're, not, you're not a wrestler. You can't you can have this match. And then he just... He, he interrupts... I love the fact that he was really... He interrupts Triple H. Like, he wasn't just letting Triple H control it. Yeah, because he's an Yeah, but he really took control of the entire... Uh, the promo, and he said, "How you draw? Uh, we'll draw up the papers. I'll have my lawyers. Let's do this." I want it signed by nine a.m. tomorrow or nine yeah. p.m. Was it nine a.m. or p.m.? Who knows? Nine a.m. I think. But <laughs> yeah, now, but now we're gonna have Stephen Amell and Neville taking on Stardust and King Barrett at SummerSlam. Yes, the Arrows will be teaming up. Yeah, I, the one thing—he's not Green Arrow yet. Yeah, but he so, can still be the Arrow. Yeah, he's the Arrow. A lot of people are like, oh, Green Arrow. I'm like, no, on the show, he's not Green Arrow yet. Yeah, but he's still he's, Arrow. he's still playing the character, the Green Arrow. That becomes Green Arrow, yeah. yeah. but he's still playing. He is the Green Arrow. Yeah. You got I'm somebody who guest spots that, that plays yeah. Bruce I'm very Wayne excited. or whatever. I'm very excited for this entire uh, match altercation. And I think it's smart too because I do. It got picked up by a lot of the media outlets, from E to TMZ to uh, Entertainment to all all of those. They all picked up on Stephen Amell, Yahoo, and I feel like didn't they? They I feel like they always do this for SummerSlam, WrestleMania, the big shows. They do bring in a big character, a big Not celebrity for like this. SummerSlam, really? Huh? Not really for SummerSlam. I feel like recently they have. But all right, so but even still, I think it's really cool that he's going to be competing in the match. And he tweeted out a picture of him training the other day. Yeah, on the top rope. I would love to know who's training him. Yeah, it's it's very um um, and he does all of his own stunts, which is really really like on, yeah on Arrow he does. Who is he? Tom Cruise. Yeah, he does a majority. Did I use that joke his, already? Uh, he does a majority of all of his own stunts, so it shouldn't really uh, he sh- it should come naturally. So I mean, we'll when he hopped the barricade and hopped on, yeah, the no, I was I was surprised with that. Like I was, I was like, I don't really care about seeing Stephen Amell wrestle at SummerSlam or anything because I don't watch the show. Yeah. I don't care about the show. I don't care about the comic book or whatever. Mm-hmm. And then he did what he did, and I was like, oh, I could I could watch that match. Yeah. <laughs> In the TV show, if you're all those people that are always, that haven't watched Arrow yet and are into comics, definitely check out Arrow. 
Uh, but start with season one because it only gets better. <laughs> Why would anybody I mean, like not start with season one? Well, because some. I mean, look at me with what was that show? Community. Oh yeah, I don't know. Why I mean, there's you a lot of people that just that whatever wherever it is, that's what they'll watch and then they'll catch up at some point. But definitely for Arrow, go to season one and start from there. Uh, and up next, we saw Seamus backstage being interviewed by JoJo. Seamus yeah. basically just said, did you say something? No. There was no sound from you whatsoever. Uh-uh. That was the scariest sounding thing I've ever heard. Really? I swear to God. I don't know what it was. Isn't, I always, whenever I hear JoJo, I think of, what is it? Uh, you didn't go to say anything? Dr. Seuss. You didn't say anything or go to say anything? No. Oh, man, I can't wait to play this back. Um, it won't even but, be right? Isn't JoJo the character in, like, uh... I don't know. I never, I was... I was reading Dr. Seuss when I was two, so I don't really remember it. That's true. Then he was reading encyclopedias when you were, what, three? So. Yes, I owned every encyclopedia, and I, yeah. I know back to front. Yeah. I know exactly. Which is almost, which is only, almost knowing front to back, some would say. Yeah. Um, all right, but so but Seamus, Seamus was basically saying that he uh, might cash in tonight. That was an awful accent. It might, might cash in tonight, fella. Yeah, that's awful. Whatever. Yeah, so Seamus was saying that he might cash in. Had to add in. the fella in there just to try <laughs> to, to get if, it a little bit better. Yeah. No, because you see my Irish accent is like that, and that doesn't really sound like Seamus. doesn't no. really sound like Seamus. It sounds like I'm going to go get a, a pint of Guinness at the local pub, need some fish and chips. That's not even Irish, is it? No. Unbelievable. Fish and chips. I apologize. Oh, <laughs> it's British. Yeah, it's British. What a virus people. Corned beef and cabbage. Wow. Corned beef and cabbage, potatoes. <laughs> what else? What else? Oh, I could go with having uh, a ton of kids. Huh? <laughs> I said I can go oh, with having a ton pie. of kids. What? Shepherd's, Shepherd's pie. pie? Yeah. Shepherd's pie. Um, I don't know what else. There's and Hamburgers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> hamburgers. All right. So they, they they have great great hamburgers. They use the Irish cheddar cheese. Mm-hmm. It's good. I, I love all the food. But uh, main event time, Randy Orton picked up the victory against WWE Champion Seth Rollins by DQ. Yes, because Sheamus came out and attacked Randy Orton. Match was really good though. Yeah. I just uh, like I said earlier. I just wish it didn't look like Randy Orton didn't care. And they teased that Randy Orton was about to win as he just hit Seth Rollins with a pretty cool RKO from Rollins launching himself off the top rope. Well, yeah. the top turnbuckle. Yeah. Uh, then Sheamus made his way in there. And when yeah, he was he tossed, he tossed Orton into the crowd. Yeah. Then when they when he teased that he when he was trying to cash in. Well, yeah, he hit yeah, the bro top. kick. He hit the bro kick. Yeah, because that like because, They were going crazy for Sheamus. Yeah, because cash ins are a big thing. Yeah, but I was surprised that Sheamus got such a reaction. Yeah, but what I didn't like here, why was the referee taking s- so long? Thank you! Like, Sheamus is like, yes, I'm cashing in. I hate that. I, I am cashing in. The ref's like, are you sure? Like, get, pull, are, pulling it from Sheamus, and Sheamus is like pulling back and forth. He's yeah, like, no, no, I am cashing like in. But pushing it back to hit into Sheamus. He's like, are you sure? Are you sure? But I think that's Randy Orton's fault. But they but they do that so often, though. But I, I mean, think, that, that was no, the first but I time. Think but hold on, that's not the even Seth Rollins. Whenever someone cashes in, the referee stays there forever. It's like I wasn't used to like that. It's not like oh, take the take the briefcase, cash it in. 
It's always like, are you sure? Are you sure? Are you sure? You cook? You you good? You good? You good? Are you sure? Oh, oh, you can't cash in. But I think that was Randy Orton's fault because he had to go. I mean, not really much of his fault, but he had to go from the crowd into the ring to RKO. Sheamus. But even still, Sheamus had to. I mean, I think that it was just taking with that altercation. I feel like the referees. It's just a bad spot with the cashing in. They have to improve on that. Yeah. Well. Um. I mean, it wasn't the first time that that's happened. Um, and then it was kind of interesting. Yeah, there's, a whole, there's a whole WWE.com article about failed cash-ins. There you go. It's not the... Um, all right, so with this, you had a no-DQ finish. But I guess the reasoning for this no-DQ... Uh, with this no-DQ. Yeah, the DQ finish. The reasoning for this DQ finish is to set up if John Cena is unable to compete at SummerSlam. So this way they can still have Seth Rollins versus Randy Orton. Which is dumb. So that's why he didn't actually have a winner, uh, a clear winner in this match, was to as a fill-in for John Cena. So this way it's set up, um, which is unfortunate that we would get Rollins or Orton. There's, I don't think, yeah. But then where does Orton go if Cena does show? You go with Sheamus. Oh, I, I don't. I honestly see Cena being like. I'm wrestling. His face looked completely normal on Tough Enough. Yeah. So, it, just I mean, wrestle with the guard. Who knows? Yeah, exactly. Moving on right, to so SmackDown. SmackDown. And you told me, I believe you said, when you do that, let you know. This way you know that you do it. I'm almost certain you said that. No, not about that. It was about something earlier. No, in the show. that was earlier in the show. I'm saying another another no, show. I, no, Because I not always do you say SmackDown. Down. Yeah, I know I do. Well, I don't think you knew that one time, and I told you. No, I do. Anyway, Seth Rollins opened up the show again this week. Uh, well, not again, I guess I should say, like Monday Night Raw. Yeah. And uh, spoke about his career, saying that he's better than if Babe Ruth hit whatever many more home runs, or if Michael Jordan won however many more trophies, better than the Rolling Stones, better than the Beatles. And uh, he said that everybody there will be able to tell their grandchildren that they were able to see Seth Rollins in his prime. You ever feel about that? Feel like that about anybody or no? Um, like, do you ever think like you'll have a grandchild one day and be like a grandchild that's interested in wrestling or? Well, not wrestling, but in general, I mean, what seeing just seeing an athlete that when you get older, you're gonna be like, I saw this person. Yeah, like oh, I got to see Mike Piazza. Yeah, oh, I got like, to see. A-Rod I saw. Before. I got to see Barry Bonds. I saw A Rod before the steroids. Yeah, <laughs> and after the steroids. Yeah, after the steroids. Yeah, there's a ton of people that you can say that about. I saw. Um, I saw um, Evander Holyfield box and Madison Mark, Square Garden against Matt Hardy. <laughs> yeah, Mark Messi, Brian Leach. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, all right. People so, will be like, "Who? Who are they? We don't care." Yeah. Like, stupid. Get off your internet phone. So, net, first match, you start off again with a Divas contest. Oh, well, Charlotte first of all, wait a minute. Didn't even finish saying about that Rollins promo. Oh, you see, you went off book. Yeah, all well, right. I was still talking about the basics of the Rollins promo, but... Uh, who cares? Yeah, well, Rollins spoke about the people who failed to, uh, failed to beat him, and in true SmackDown fashion... He mentioned Neville, and then Neville came out to try and shut Rollins up. And then Cesaro came out, agreed with Neville, 
And then Owens attacked him from behind, and Rollins attacked Neville, so that set up for the main event. And then we saw Charlotte defeat Naomi. Yeah, and as you made mention to, that spear, she has to stop doing that spear. It doesn't even fit her. It, yeah, it, it's not like... Like, like she's like, just tall, but like... At, and she doesn't do that finisher that she used to do anymore. Wait, watch. Um, the, uh, bow to the... The moonsault? Because that's a no, stupid no, 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 <laughs> no. the bow to the queen? Or whatever, the one where she would do kind of like that Mr. Perfect, uh, neck, uh, snapmare. Oh, yeah. Yeah, she doesn't do that anymore. So, and also, uh, one of my, something I hated about this, you had, what is their tag team? P, B, whatever. Sorority sisters? yeah. No page. Well, that's gonna happen every week on SmackDown. Why? Oh, because it's tough enough. Yeah, I really don't like that because there's no I, way around that. Yeah, I know. Then yeah, I, I wasn't a fan of that. But you said that exact it, same it, thing it, last it's... week. So Bam roasted. I didn't say the same thing. Yeah. No, you didn't. Yeah, you did. And then I had to explain to you that Page was off with with tough enough. Let's see. No, yeah, I didn't you, say that. I don't did. have that written down. But it, I don't care if you don't have it There's written no down. Reason. You 100% said it. Negative. And I went back and I was like, oh, I forgot to say the reason why we were talking about something. Like the next segment involved toughen up or something. I don't know. Uh, all right. So next up, you had Ryback cutting a promo. Yeah, about um, him being IC champion and how he defeated staff infection and, uh, and everything yeah. like that. They yada, showed yada. His, you saw his knee, right? Yeah, I saw that a while ago. That's but insane. But he said he's going thing to... Big out of this. Bo what? Dallas. What? Bo Dallas making his way to the ring. Which what? is always awesome. What? Wait, what? With Bo Dallas and Ryback. What? What? I missed that? You didn't see the promo? I watched, the, I watched full SmackDown. I don't remember... Yeah, Bo Dallas came out. Challenging, uh, pretty much saying how he wrote Ryback, messaged him on uh, Twitter, DM'd him, saying, uh, telling him to believe and he'll uh, overcome the staff infection. And then Ryback, and then um, Bo Dallas kicks out his knee, starts attacking his knee, but then ends up getting his butt beaten by uh, Ryback. Ryback standing tall. I don't understand. I watched SmackDown completely, and I didn't see that. I don't know yeah. what. That's I mean, I didn't watch SmackDown completely, but I saw that on their YouTube that's with Ryback cutting so the promo weird. and Bo Dallas coming out. That's so weird. I don't like know. Bo why. Dallas. Bo Dallas was pretty much saying how he deserves a shot at that IC championship. And I watched it on TV too. Maybe because it was just so late last night that I, I just like I. Don't. Maybe he dozed off. I don't know. I have no idea, but. It's possible. The main thing from that is that Ryback, to me the main thing, was that Ryback said he's going to be defending the title at SummerSlam. Yeah, that he's back. Uh, next up, you had a Wyatt family promo. Yeah, Bray Wyatt and Luke Harper cut their little promo on Ambrose and Reigns. And then Ambrose cut them off and said that he has nothing to say but wants to watch what Reigns is going to do with his fists. And then Whoa. Roman Reigns came out and then... I guess defeated Luke Harper because of a disqualification. I gotta say, during this match though, I was a huge fan where Roman Reigns got Luke Harper up for the Samoan drop, and Luke Harper was rocking him with those elbow shots. But Roman Reigns still like he kind of like was selling those elbow shots and hit him with the Samoan drop, and not pretty much taking out both of them. 
Yeah. I was a big fan of that because usually when someone has someone up for the Samoan drop and the person's like rocking elbows like how yeah, Harper yeah. was and Roman Reigns was selling it like he was, they usually slip right out. Yeah. But instead he got hit with the move. I was a fan of that. It like it's something so small like that that I really do appreciate. Oh wow. It's nice to hear some positive feedback for once. <laughs> But uh, Roman Reigns hit the Superman punch and I guess had like a two count and Bray Wyatt broke that up. And then Ambrose got involved and they all brawled and uh, Roman Reigns tossed Bray Wyatt, I think, went first into the crowd. And then Ambrose and Reigns dumped Luke Harper, I believe, into the crowd next. Mm-hmm. So that's... I just. This can't be a regular tag team match. It really cannot. It really <laughs> yeah. can't. Like, you can't have a regular tag hope, team match just between these especially two. Especially at SummerSlam. Right, and especially since it's... They just dumped you into the crowd. Like, there has to be some sort of... Yeah. It's a Harper and and Shield, basically. We Wyatt and Shield. Tables match. Something. Something to make SummerSlam that four-hour deservingly spot. Yeah. Is that even a right sentence? I don't think No, nah, but we'll go with it. Uh, next up, you had primetime players in a non-title match against New Day. No, I was waiting for <laughs> Biggie and Xavier Woods. I think that it should have been Lucha Dragons here. Now versus, this versus primetime players at all. I mean, for the fact that Lucha Dragons are in this match, why, why have New Day go now, I, Raw I, and SmackDown wrestle? All right, I understand. I, I would say I'd rather not see primetime players in the match being that they're champions, but, but they were. I feel like that was last week where they were on commentary. For me, at least, I can say that primetime players have been the worst tag team champions since Big Show and Kane. That was 2011. I got it. So you, you would probably might maybe would say Usos. Yeah, I, I would definitely say. I mean, one of their runs at least, but I completely yeah, exactly. disagree of, with that. One of their runs because I at first it disagree. was great, but then. It brought a stalemate to the tag team division. Yeah, but that wasn't the Usos' fault. That no, was, it, it wasn't. Because then they got involved matches, with Cena and all those main no, event no, no, stuff. No, no, no. Hold up. But a lot of their matches were repetitive. Just like how we're talking about Harper, right. Reigns, and those spots. Yeah. They're getting really repetitive and predictable. Usos hit that spot in their career. But I think oh, well, not the, in the career, but their reign. But I think of all the other tag team champions, literally the primetime players have been the absolute worst champions. Um, but let's get back to the match. The match itself was a, it was a good match. It was entertaining, and once again, the tag team division is alive and well. Yeah, Los Matadores and Lucha Dragons did come out trying to uh, stop New Day from leaving the ringside area. Which that to me seems like they all should have been counted out there. There was yeah, no was there- possible way the referee was counting that long. Yeah, they should have been playing off that counting. And Even like if that, they made like, the count, they should have. And that, but the referee was counting. Oh, uh, I didn't see him. But I, there's oh. no way there was that wasn't a ten count. There's no way. Yeah. And then Woods got tossed back into the ring, and that was the end of the match. Yeah, he got hit with the gut check or whatever it is, and end of the match. Yeah. Uh, next up, you had the main event: Kevin Owens and Seth Rollins picked up the victory over Neville and Cesaro. I think the coolest thing here. Yes, you're gonna say. Can I? Can I say it? Because I know you're gonna say it, or say it at the same time. I don't. I we think we're both gonna thing? say the same exact thing. Was when the referee. Uh, no, I'm just kidding. Was uh, when Seth Cesaro into no. the sharpshooter? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 
when Cesaro, <laughs> Cesaro reversed the pin into the sharpshooter. Yeah, that was really, really... Like, it was somehow, like, the leg was already set up, didn't even notice it. <laughs> I, I had to, to rewatch it, like, two times. I'm like, wait, where was the leg's position yeah, during this? Like, didn't even notice that, and then it's like, what? I know, my mind was... It was so smooth. The transition to it was perfect. So, all right, so we're on the same page with that. Yeah, and then afterwards, the, after the match, uh, Kevin Owens attacked Cesaro and Neville, and then uh, Cesaro took him out, followed up by the Red Arrow. And then for some reason... At uh, SummerSlam, it's going to be Kevin Owens versus Cesaro. I guess you have I'm, more insight. Yeah, I'm a big fan of this match setup. But I, I mean, I'm like not. I'm not. Has been. I'm not not like a fan that this. But I'm not not a fan that this is going to happen. I just don't okay. understand, like, because they're involved. They were just involved on Raw with with Orton and Rollins. But and then, then, but then the week before that, they were involved with Sheamus and uh, Sheamus and Orton. Like, I I definitely think that. This yeah, which is like. Is, WWE, this was set up like, for a while. But like the setup to the whole SummerSlam has been like, ugh. There just really looks like they're relying on Undertaker versus Lesnar, which I, I really feel like a lot of the setup is up in the air because of Ziggler, because of John Cena's injury. But like But even, I but I feel like the, the one part that was set up was Cesaro versus Kevin Owens. I feel like I've seen that since uh, since the, I think uh, Kevin Owens and Cesaro started a feud right from the bat after Kevin Owens stopped with uh, John Cena. Like, I think that they started having a few matches right after that, and I kind of, like, they started setting up that SummerSlam match from there. And even with this match, I don't, like, there seemed to be, like, no mention of Stardust or Stephen Amell or even Bad News Barrett anywhere. I do disagree with that. I do think that this, that should have been mentioned with Neville. Like, you have Neville in the match. But then they had the backstage stuff. The backstage fallout? Yeah, where... That um, nobody watches? Oh, I don't know if it was a fallout or they showed it, but Neville uh, was doing a post-match interview with Renee Young. I mean, my DVR Ray cut Barrett. out before... Huh? After, my, my DVR cut out oh. after the match, so I don't think they had enough time for Neville to go backstage. Yeah, so it must Renee have Young was cutting an interview with uh, Neville after the match, and Stardust and Barrett attacked uh, Neville just beat him down and left him laying there. See, so that's something that should have happened during that match, maybe. Maybe I, maybe it was... Or it's probably going to happen sometime on Raw. Yeah, I agree. It should have happened uh, during that match. It probably... I could definitely see it happening on Raw. But I feel like it's always a disadvantage to have network exclusives when it's something as important for uh, every fantasy. Well, it wasn't like a network like exclusive. Or whatever it is. Online or whatever. Yeah, I feel like it's that's an important thing that all of us need to see. Especially because you're having you're bringing somebody in for that match. Yeah. So, all right, so that's SmackDown and Monday Night Raw. I guess, uh, Dave, do you have any shameless plugs? Shameless plugs. Warriors of Wrestling proudly presents... Their upcoming event on August 15th in Staten Island, New York. You're going to be seeing a grudge match. Jason Karloff taking on Joey B. You'll have TNA star, former TNA star, I think, Gunner. You're also going to be having Brooke Danielle taking on the Bonesaw, Jesse Brooks. TJ Marconi will be in action and a ton more. Their main event of the evening, the WOW heavyweight champion, Rude Boy Riley taking on Shelton Benjamin. Make sure you go check out this event. You can go follow them on uh, 
on Twitter at Wow Pro Wrestling on Facebook, Facebook.com slash Warriors of Wrestling, and visit their website, WarriorsofWrestling.com. That's August 15th, Shelton Benjamin, Benjamin versus Rude Boy Riley. Also, thank you very much to the following people for promoting us in the week of professional wrestling. Go follow B Montem B at NYWC underscore sign guy. John at Mr. John Faust. Jasmine at Reverse Adam Saj. Steve at Steve underscore of underscore Smeg. Eric at Montreal Broski. Thank you very much to everyone that promoted us this week in professional wrestling. We appreciate it very much. Very and much hope, so. Very much so and hope all of you are listening right now. Also, congratulations once again to Marvelous Proso Wrestling uh, USA. Go follow them on Twitter at Marvelous Pro. Um, and upcoming uh, around SummerSlam. Hold on. There we go. On August 20th, it is a Thursday, the People's Improv Theater, 123 East, 24th Street. Josh Lastman will be hosting a SmackDown viewing party. That's New York City, by the way. Yes, New York City. From 8 to 10 p.m. in their bar. Uh, Tickets always sell out. You can go check out eventbrite.com. This event is going to be a lot of fun. Full of laughs. Well, there's going to be an improv show afterwards. Yeah, and it's going to be an improv show following that SmackDown party. So you can go get more information. All you got to do is follow Josh over at Van Dam Breaks You. Spell and, it. Huh? Spell it. Spell it. V-A-N-D-A-M-M-E-B-R-E-A-K-S-U. That's the letter U. Um, and that, I thought you were going to soldier boy for us. Yeah, I hate again, that, that I know that reference, people, by the way. The but. People's Improv Theater in New York City. So go check them out. Go buy tickets. Go support Josh and the Improv Theaters. Uh, eventbrite.com where you can buy tickets. Yeah, and it's like there's not – I don't think there's many events in the New York City area at least. I mean there's the Brooklyn show for Five Borough but in actual New York City yeah, that weekend. So. so. If you're looking for some fun, definitely check them out. Um, Brandon, do you have any shout-outs? Brandon's shout-out's going to make you pregnant. Jason Linnett gets the first shout-out. He hooked it up last week with a ticket to see Joel McHale at the MYCB Theater at Westbury, which was awesome. So thank you for that. You can follow him on Twitter at jlinick. Um, what was the- your favorite joke? What kind of stupid... Who says that? You can't tell that. You can't tell a joke after you see a comedian. It won't be the same coming from me. I just had that discussion with somebody the other day, Did you too. meet him? Did I meet him? Yeah. No, I, I I met him once before, though, when I saw him in 2008, which oh. that was cool also, but... but uh, yeah. Did he make show, any community jokes? Yeah, I mean, it's, that's his whole stand-up is basically E and, stand, and uh, community. Well, not... So much community, but more so like Kardashians. Mm-hmm. Dude did a spot on Bruce Jenner. I was like, wow, like that sounds just like Bruce Jenner. I don't know what Bruce Jenner sounds like. I, I mean, I, I don't, I probably couldn't do an impression. Can you try? Hey, I'm, I'm Bruce Jenner. <laughs> I don't know. That's probably bad. I mean, it is definitely bad, but in my head, that's what, hey, I'm Bruce Jenner, but, or now Caitlyn Jenner. But, uh, 
Next shout-out goes to Breaking Benjamin. How's that for a throwback band, huh? Why? Uh, ever since going to that Weird Al concert a few weeks ago, I saw that they were going to be playing at that same venue, and I went back, I went home and like looked up their stuff, and I just like completely forgot about this their songs. Like, um, The Diary of Jane. That's like such a good song. And it was it was erased off of my hard drive back in like 2006, like all, like A through F or whatever. So like if I didn't remember I had that already on my hard drive because it was wiped clean, then I forgot about it when my computer crashed and mm-hmm. took me since 2006 to oh Breaking Benjamin. Let me look it up. I just I just had one of their songs and I went and I got their CD and. Now I have Diary of Jane and Firefly, which Firefly was great. They were so good on those SmackDown vs. Raw soundtracks and Day of Reckoning, maybe, and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. And then for the last shout-out, it's going to the TV show on FX, Sex and Drugs and Rock and Roll, because I really just want people to watch the show. What is it about? It's Dennis Leary. He he created the show, and he stars on it. He's a former rock star, or a failed rock star, I guess you would say. And then his daughter finds him, and she becomes the new lead singer of his band, and they go on tour, they get big or whatever. So it's it's good. I mean, to me at least. Hopefully other Where? people like it too. It's on so FX. Should go check it out. Yeah, it's on FX Thursday nights. If you like Dennis Leary, check it out. I liked him back when he was, like, the cool thing to like back in, like, the 80s, 90s. What? He's carnival. What were you watching when you were four years old? No, nothing, but he's old. No, you weren't, because you were, how old? You were, mm-hmm. by the time 1989 30. came around, you were I already, was, you were already 15 years old. But in 15 yeah, I was 15. <laughs> yeah, so definitely check out Sex and Drugs and Rock and Roll FX. Nine, I think it's nine. Nine or ten, Thursday nights. Just look at Thursday nights on FX. Now it's time for... Our... Our... Mark Out Moment of the Week. That's right, the Mark Out Moment of the Week. I feel like before we start this, we have to go back to that Bo Dallas and Ryback thing just to clear it up. I knew I wasn't going crazy. (laughs) I watched SmackDown from start to finish. That didn't happen on SmackDown. It happened on WWE.com exclusive Fallout, which took place during SmackDown. So I guess it was Ryback's promo and then commercial break. And during the commercial break, Bo Dallas came out and cut his little ditty promo. And that's when he took out, tried to take out Ryback and Ryback got the upper hand. So that was just confusing to me. Yeah. But uh, as far as the mark out moment of the week goes, I would have to say it's probably seeing Justin Gabriel or PJ Black and Brian Myers on TV at uh, on uh, Impact Wrestling. That was pretty cool. Yeah, it's a very uh, surreal experience. Um, so surreal. Let's see. I don't know. My mark out moment is something I can't speak about. Really? Yeah, because it's from the NXT taping, unless I say spoiler. So I could say spoiler. Nah, you could just... It's from an NXT taping. I don't understand those NXT tapings, though. Like, why why do NXT tapings 
before. Like that's just like that's so TNA. Like, why? Why would I you know, tape? That's like they they tape when TNA did their whole four time pay per view. They, they taped all the shows after the pay-per-view, and then they did the live pay-per-view. That makes no sense. Why tape yeah. all your shows for after the pay-per-view and then have and then have the actual event? That makes no sense at all. Yeah, so my... So hopefully my, not everything there is is going to be a thing, yeah, but... I could say spoiler and just say what it was. Yeah, I mean, no, it's not no reason. It's not, Brandon doesn't like spoiling stuff on this show, yeah, especially no if you give to. a spoiler warning. There's no reason to. You could say spoiler warning and then say it. No, there's no reason to. All right, then. My markup moment of the week did not happen yet. I'm more excited about the fact that they said that they might be taping some NXT tapings after the uh Which makes no, even further no sense. Which also means that they could easily fill in with the Barclay. They could have some matches from there and some from this taping. Yeah, I don't know. To but make it, up for I, if there's a change of anything. But it'd be pretty cool if they do that taping after TakeOver because then I guess that would make the three-hour event. Mm -hmm. Because I guess TakeOver, I believe, starts at... Does it say 7.30 or... Let's see what the ticket says. Checking out the ticket? Yeah, starts at 7.30. All right. So, that is... Marking out episode 236. Make sure you please go buy the t-shirt at ProWrestlingTees.com slash marking out. We got the regardless t-shirt. That's one. And we also have the <laughs> Which stars. Is actually what it's called. And we have the Stars and Stripes t-shirt as well up there. That's two. Uh, we shirt. also, you can go like us on Facebook, facebook.com slash marking out. Follow us on Twitter, twitter.com slash marking out. You can follow Brandon on Twitter at BTTG161. Follow me on Twitter at Dave the Rave underscore MO. And we wish you the best of luck in your future endeavors. Have a great week.